from has very um, 10 Cloverfield Lane vibes to it. <laughs> like, I'm gonna let you out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's no, just like a like shelter. Toxic chemicals in the uh, Am I uh, John Goodman or the other guy from the newsroom? I was relying on you to know his name. Something Gallagher, right? Yeah. I don't know. The newsroom's terrible. It's a, he's a three-namer. Uh, John Patrick Gallagher. There you go. That's not his name. I, just, <laughs> I, just, I think you just picked a couple names. Irish names yeah. out of your back pocket. Uh, well, should we, should we get started with this? Everybody yeah. ready? Right. Everybody got their notes? Uh, whose turn is it? I think it's yours. Yes, hello. Welcome to 2002 A Film Odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the films of the year 2002. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And uh, and we're back. Back again with yeah. a two-parter. Yeah, we got a two-parter. So, so let's see. The last Over the last three proper episodes, we were talking about movies that came out on... February 8th, 2002, we talked about Big Fat Liar, Collateral Damage, and, of course, Rollerball. Yeah. Uh, And now we're moving on with the Odyssey. We're moving on to the next Friday on the release calendar, which is Friday, uh, February 15th. That's right. 2002. That's right. Now, a handful of movies were released on this day, but on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, two of them. Mm-hmm. Not one, but two. It's a double bill, and uh, double bill next time too. Yeah, that's right. Because we're doing John Q and Return to Neverland. Yeah, and then it's normal episode. <laughs> yeah, both of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about two movies on this episode, and that's you know we can't do that by ourselves. Uh, I think we're going to need some assistance. So we are joined by a very special guest, uh, longtime friend of mine. We've seen a lot of movies together. Lot of movies. Uh, Kelly Hamilton is here. Hi, friends. Excited Hello. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. Excited to talk movies, especially two. Uh huh. Um, realizing this is episode thirteen, which you know I probably should have the, the not looked at quite yet. But the thirteenth sure. official or proper episode. Yeah, I only number the two thousand two episodes when we do <laughs> yeah. like the when we do like the bonus episodes or home video ones. Mm. Those just yeah. get uh, like a subtitle. They don't get the yeah. proper so number. This is in. like. So I think we've probably done, like, uh, maybe, like, 18 or something like that. And they've all been great. Yeah, every single one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been... High watermark of quality. Yeah. You've really hit your stride. Yeah. Because you you heard the classic uh, Birthday Girl episode, right? Yeah, it was absolutely classic. (laughs) Uh, That might be our least downloaded episode, just because nobody remembers that movie at all. (laughs) Parker Posey? No. No. Oh, Lori Petty? No, you're thinking of... Tank Girl? Yeah. That's, yeah. Who's Birthday Girl? Uh, what's the Parker Kidman. Posey one you're thinking about? Party Girl? <laughs> is, mm. is she not? I don't know. I feel mm. like she's like the indie darling that would be in things like that. I mm. feel like she could hold a movie of her own in 2002. Well, sure. You know? yeah. 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 Nicole Kidman? Who's she? Yeah. Uh, well, it's a... I don't even know if we should tell you what the birthday girl no, is. No, 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 no. I've, I've listened to the episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm actually more excited about what we got going on today, this yeah. doubleheader, which I didn't realize we'd be doing at the same time. So that's going to be yeah exciting. I'm sure there's a lot of thematic elements. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should probably say what this double bill is. What, yeah. uh, do you want to tell our listeners what the first film is? Uh, Crossroads. Yeah. With Britney Spears. Yeah, the uh, teen... Road trip dramedy. 
Yeah, it's kind of a teen movie. Yeah, because I mean, they just is, but... the characters just graduated high school. Right. Yeah. Dramedy, I would say, is also pretty loose. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Even, it doesn't even really try to be funny. I, I yeah, maybe often. just like gas station mm-hmm. <laughs> did very well for roadside gas stations. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the second film that we're going to be talking about is the World War Two drama slash courtroom thriller starring uh, Colin Farrell and Bruce Willis, uh, Hearts War. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, Dan already fell asleep just saying the name of it. Uh, Directed by... You that earlier for a Yeah, (laughs) directed by Gregory Hoblet. Yeah. Yeah. The Hoblet, there and back again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the movies we're going to be talking about. Um... So, Kelly, you, you said you're good for the next, like, four hours to talk about these movies? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. I mean, how much are you looking for, for me, like, to get out of me in that last the two la- hours? last two hours. <laughs> you'll just be asleep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, well, I'll you'll, you can sleep through the Hearts War part, yeah. and the last, like, two hours, which are dedicated to Hearts War, will just be all of us sleeping in here. Well, if it were anything just, like yeah. Hearts War, I would wake up, like, 20 minutes before it's over, Some, yeah. get a lot of information. Yeah. Yeah. Completely change the, the movie, and then, you know. Yeah. Get some, like, Good. cartoon snoring sound effects, <laughs> like, honk, like the honk shoes and that stuff. Uh, yeah. So do you think there's any other podcasts out there where these two movies have been talked about side by side? Oh, man. No, probably not. I think someone would have to be doing this exact thing that we're doing for for that this to have happened. exact premise. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think anyone has done, so I think we're in right. the clear. Uh, yeah, so those, those are the movies we're going to be talking about, but we we don't have to get right into those movies. Yeah. We can, we can relax a little bit. Alright. Yeah, we can, we can, uh, what do you say? Uh, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't pin it on me. As Dan, say as Dan says, we can chill out. Chill out? He says that. Yeah, we chill can relax says that. for a minute and uh, we can talk about some movies that we've watched recently. Mm, that I like we that. Slow it down. Just feel mm-hmm. are worth talking about. Take the heart rate down a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the last episode, I didn't have too much free time to watch a lot of movies besides the assigned viewing material for this podcast. Um, I think I watched, not a movie, but I watched the last three episodes of Righteous Gemstones, uh, season yes. two, uh, which I like quite a bit. Did you... Yeah, were those the last three episodes? Yeah, like the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they'd they been airing over the last, like, three weeks, but I just kind of watched them all in one But shot. that was, like, the finale? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the it's season's over. over now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was great. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really different turn the second season, I felt. Dark. Yeah. I liked it, which, which reminded me of my Christian background, so, you know. Yeah. It felt right, you know? Mm-hmm. Did, did you watch the last... I actually haven't watched season two okay. yet. Uh, I've seen the first episode of season two. Oh. And then I, I loved it, because uh-huh. I love season one. And then I was waiting till all of them were done, so mm-hmm. I could just watch all of them together. Uh, I think it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Andre. Had Eric a great, Andre's in it. Had a great, mm-hmm. I don't know, moment. And Eric Roberts. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric Roberts. Man, I love I loved him in the first episode, so yeah. excited for more. Yeah, he's a pretty important part. Yeah, 
Everyone's so good in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I watched that, and I watched... Uh, so in the last episode, I talked about how I've kind of been really into Tubi lately, and just letting Tubi pick things for me. Oh, you nope. can do that? That's part of the service? Uh, well, you just, you might have to start watching something. And then when that movie ends, they'll just say, all right, here's another one. It'll autoplay something else. And so I just let it keep going. Um, and those movies are just good to have on while I'm doing dishes, (laughs) dishes and laundry and things like that. But, uh, I watched a movie that Tubi chose for me called Night Game with, uh, Roy Scheider, which is a uh cop thriller from 1989 uh, about a Houston detective who is on the trail of a serial killer who is also a disgruntled former pitcher for the Astros. Cool. <laughs> uh, played by Rex Lynn. Weird. Uh, who kills uh, his victims with a, a hook because he's got a hook hand. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, not good, but... Okay. Um, and the movie was Night Game? Night Game. Like, oh, like baseball. Like baseball. Like playing yeah, at night. You got it. Got yeah. it. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, a hook. That would, I mean, there's other weapons that you well, can choose. Well, he uh, only has one hand, so his, he's got one. Right. He doesn't uh, have a bat for a hand? No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hook. I missed opportunity. Um, but, yeah. Well, if he was a pitcher, he wouldn't bat very often. So That's true. So I guess it would have been cool if it was like just a ball grafted yeah, yeah, yeah. to, it, grafted <laughs> to like his forearm. Yeah, well, yeah, there you like go. Just like Always a glove. Catching? He smothers his victims with a glove. Mm-hmm. I mean, there we go. Yeah. We, fingerprints? Yeah. No, there are no fingerprints. There's no finger. It's the perfect it's crime. Like, it's the perfect yeah. crime. Well, we've already punched up this movie <laughs> yeah. significantly. This movie that's very old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could always remake it. Yeah. Night Game starring... Who's who's today's Roy Scheider? Huh. Uh, who was back then? Like, like, is this the guy mm-hmm. from Jaws? Yeah. That talking about? Mm-hmm. Are you looking up... Uh, I are today's, looking up today's Roy Scheider? <laughs> I, for some reason, his name escaped me, which is a bummer to me, because I'm one of his <laughs> biggest fans as uh-huh. an actor. Uh, yeah. Shea Wiggum. Oh, yeah. Oh, Shea yes. Wiggum's my... My Roy Scheider. Yeah. 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 I hope you're hearing this, Shay. You're also. If you're hearing this, we're huge fans. Yeah. Maybe we could have Shay on for uh, something. What came out in 2002 for him? With Shay Wiggum, I. I mean, he would not have been anything. He was in all the. or some of the early David Gordon Green movies, like uh, All the Real Girls, but that was 03. So. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Well, he was in Tigerland in 2000 oh, with Colin wow, Farrell. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Tigerland, I would say. Wouldn't, isn't that what you would say uh, launched uh, Colin Farrell's career? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. definitely. Unless it was that or American Outlaws, which was my personal favorite. Well, <laughs> yeah. well uh, the only real opportunity to talk Shea Wagum on here is an uncredited role in Bad Company. <laughs> the Anthony Hopkins, yeah. Chris Rock movie. Yeah. Uh, so... Not a lot we can really do with Shay, so. <laughs> but it's it's not even the first time we've talked about him on this show. I think, yeah, I think we did a fancy recasting, and I also cast him in whatever that was yeah. too. So. Yeah, we talk about Shay Wiggum from it's time the magic to time. Of Shay. Yeah, he's great, terrific, and take shelter. Which <sighs> I can't even. I that's my like, you and I saw my favorite movie, perhaps. Well, okay, definitely of that year. It's a good one. 
very well. Well, we were just talking about Righteous Gemstones. He's mm-hmm. great on Vice Principals, too, uh, as the yeah. stepdad. Yeah. So uh, which is funny, because like, I don't really think of him as a comedic actor, but he's very funny on that show. Mm-hmm. And he's also very good in movies like Take Shelter. So. Yeah. Jay Wiggum rules. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it, actually. I haven't watched that much. So just that Roy Scheider movie, uh, The Righteous Gemstones, and uh, what we watched for our last uh, movie night, which was The Siege with right. Denzel Washington and Tony Shalhoub, the oh. Edward Zwick. 90s. 90s. Uh, terrorism movie. Terrorism movie, oh. yeah. Pre-9-11, yeah. so... Mm. Have you have you ever seen there. The Siege? No, no. For some reason, that I felt, that sounds like it's like a Steven Seagal movie. Oh, well, there's Under, oh, Siege. under Siege. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I can see the train of thought. Yeah, yeah. That's all I watched. So I guess that would be a good lead in to you because you also watched The Siege. Uh, I did. I wasn't really a big fan of The Siege. Uh, sorry, Travis. Uh, the Siege has a scene in it that. I was completely baffled by while we were watching it, and I don't think Andrew or Travis felt as uh, uh, strongly Strong. about it as I did. There's a scene where Denzel Washington is eating an orange that he's partially peeled, no. and he's eating it like an apple. <laughs> and I lost my mind <laughs> while watching it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever uh, seen in my entire life. I mean, maybe that's just how he eats an orange. and. <laughs> Like the character that he had to get into that head. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Were they? Did they tell him like, look, you're you've got you've got this interesting personality, and you just you just don't do everything quite the way a normal person would. So we need you to just come up with some little character quirk that just shows that you're just a little off. And he's like, what if I eat this orange like an apple? Yeah. It's so weird. It's so, yeah. it was such a weird thing. And no one's like, hey, why are you eating the orange like that? And it's like not part of it at all. It's like he's doing the most normal thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was losing my mind while watching this. I was like, that's so fucking weird. Yeah. A world that makes that make sense mm-hmm. is a world yeah. that I just, like, I can't. Right. I don't know. Like, what is right. under siege at this point? It's just like, this or is what my character... <laughs> my character would do this. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is a bizarre choice by either yeah. Denzel Washington, Edward Zwick, someone. Uh, <laughs> strange choice. Um, so, yeah, I watched that. I, I've watched, obviously, the two movies for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the only other movie I've seen recently is Jackass Forever. Mm. So, yeah. and that was probably the best of all of these movies <laughs> by a lot. Uh, yeah, I saw that in theaters. Did yeah. you Did you see Jackass Forever? I, I did not see Jackass. In it was theaters. a good time. Yeah, it, I mean, it gives me. It's... It makes me a little scared. Sure. I don't know. It's yeah. like the idea of like watching bodily harm. Is that what it is still? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's what you what you expect. Like they, it's just what you know and love. They have some right, newer right. people on the like jackass yeah. team that yeah, kind of take younger. a lot of the brunt. Okay. Because the other people are a little Too older. Old. Yeah. yeah. And also. But yeah, I mean a lot a lot of penis in that movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of penis in that movie. Uh <laughs> but like, yeah, it's good good movie like yeah surprisingly I mean, like for what it is feel yeah. good yeah you know like they're they're very nice to each other i mean mm-hmm. well apart from all the pranks but like i don't know yeah there's a genuine sense of camaraderie there so yeah it's comforting Gosh. to come come what back a, what mm-hmm. a throwback because uh you and i have talked about this dan that when we were uh like younger like in high school like we kind of uh like 
thumbed our noses at the Jackass mm-hmm. movies. Thought like we, were too we cool yeah, it's it, like, yeah. oh, this is too lowbrow for us. We're mm-hmm. into like have you since Criterion titles and stuff like that. Uh, but I think who needs Jackass? When you've got <laughs> Louis Mall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One car Y didn't do it, so right. I'm yeah. not interested. But as I got older, I was like, all right, I can appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like all type of, of performance art. You know, uh, I know that like there's a warning on the Jackass TV show when you watch them now mm-hmm. on like Paramount Plus or whatever streaming mm-hmm. platform. I think it's Paramount Plus. Yeah, uh, that like. It, like, warns you, this was recorded, or this was filmed in a different cultural landscape (laughs) because of, like, slurs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, None of which, like, none of it is in that, in this one, obviously, but, like, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Oh, man. And also, there were only, like, four episodes on the streaming, on, like, Paramount Plus, like, for the season, so it makes Mm. me wonder, like... Were the other ones just so bad that they couldn't yeah. even like probably. Them down? I would say that. Yeah. I would probably say that. Yeah. 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 I think there was like a time and place for that, and I think it was my twenties. Um, <laughs> I and probably my teens. I feel like I'm at the age now where just like I don't know. I'm like everything hurts. Mm-hmm. So like everything I look at and I'm just like that's two weeks to heal. That's like. <laughs> Yeah. A rolled ankle, that might not ever heal. Like, you know, like, is that my driving ankle? I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of, like, things right. that go into it, a lot of layers. Yeah. Maybe there's, give it a shot. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of uh, painful moments that... Yeah. Like, Knoxville gets knocked unconscious at one point, and yeah. that's, like, probably the scariest like, yeah. part of it. Uh, yeah, people because, get yeah. pretty injured, I, yeah. from what I read. What's his yeah. name? Dave uh, England. Yeah. Get set on fire, I think. His arm. He's my favorite. He's my favorite jackass, I think, Dave England. Because he looks like uh, Iggy Pop crossed does, with, uh, like cross with Nat Faxon. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's, I guess, why. Uh, <laughs> no, but I don't, I don't know. I just arbitrarily picked a favorite, uh, a favorite yeah, he just jackass seems like, guy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he just seems like a regular yeah, guy. He was on uh, Tim Heidecker's podcast, and mm. he seemed pretty cool. Oh, I, lis- I think I listened to that episode, yeah. which is how I knew about the arm thing mm. oh man um let's see things that i've watched i uh recently i i too finished righteous gemstones and yeah on board for that um and then i've been weirdly watching which is like you know very not my general cup of tea but a lot of like horror movies mm-hmm. so recently watched the the what i assume is the latest texas chainsaw and then i checked out yeah. um fresh Mm-hmm. The Sebastian Stan movie. Um, uh, yeah. Have you seen on Hulu? No. I've heard of it. Uh, okay. I haven't seen it, though. Well, that's an interesting little thing. Yeah. Um, pretty gruesome. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, essentially, like, every woman's worst nightmare of, mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I met someone who's seemingly perfect, and they are, and then you're alone with that person without any internet without mm. any fo- it's 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 exactly what you think it's a great it's you know it, it likes to kind of like live on my my nerves yeah and that you said that's on hulu yeah i would say it's on hulu okay yeah, the texas chainsaw is on netflix right? yeah probably yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these are all streamable i'm i'm pretty sure of that yeah i know the texas chainsaw one was straight to straight to netflix yeah uh, uh scream is on oh. paramount plus now mm-hmm that's so I was thinking, I mean, I was just talking about it. I was thinking about signing up for it just 
just so I could finally watch it because I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. Yeah, then you can watch all those. Uh, oh yeah, those, those four, four episodes of Jackass <laughs> that were deemed <laughs> deemed fit for streaming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say, what was that one movie that came out? It just reminds me of Jackass. I think it was about Skatopia. No, it's called right. Skatopia. I think it was, and it was like a like a I don't want to say like an anarchist like camp in in a Carolina maybe. I don't know. Compass. Hmm. Wait, <laughs> with Johnny watching. Knoxville was it that no, movie? No, it, 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 like, 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 it was like a similar vibe. It was oh, just like, like a, lot a of, prank. Like, it was oh, just like, like hooligans. Just like hooligans hanging out, ah. lighting fires. Got it was it. It wasn't CKY. Maybe. Well, the CK, CKY videos were like skate yeah. slash prank adjacent, like from the early two thousands. Also, around the same time as Jackass. Yeah, and I think yeah. like that's where Bam Margera came yeah. from. Right. Right. So, but this sounds like it's a newer thing that you're talking about, right? Nope. It's about that same. It's like it's very like oh, MTV it's like True Life era, where it was just like a bunch of like runaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I again yeah. cut cut everything that I say that sounds offensive. <laughs> I have utmost respect for everyone always, um, unless you don't deserve it. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty intense. It's basically like the um, the evolution of like those skating videos where you're, okay. like you go from like watching rolled ankles and like yeah broken shins and stuff to like now people are like it's like a juggalo concert oh, okay uh there's some fascinating <laughs> juggalo stuff on the internet yeah i think i did i ever show you that guy superhuman andrew oh, yes God. i did yeah, yeah. superhuman is this guy that just he's a juggalo uh obviously and uh he just uh, he, he does these, like, prank, not prank videos, like, stunt videos, and it's just, like, him, like, jumping through, like, tables and stuff like that. Yeah. And or, like, We watched one, we watched a few together, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna fall in this bucket of well, mouse he traps. Well, sound like that. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but he, he always says, he always, like, yells, fuck this shit right before he does it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my name's Superhuman, and I'm gonna jump through, uh, a bunch of Lego pieces or something like that, and then he goes, fuck this shit, and then he does it, and then he's always like, oh, and it's over. <laughs> and they're very short videos. It's uh, like a 50-second video. Yeah, uh, it's superhuman, kind of a good time if you ever want to go down a weird internet rabbit hole. Yeah. So it sounds like we've all watched some good things. Like, I watched that Roy Scheider movie. You watched uh, whatever that Skatopia thing is. No, no, no. Didn't I watch that. I don't think she watched it. Remembered that. Oh, let's, let's remembered it. Do not Sorry. Do that to me. I watched, okay. uh, I watched uh, the Fresh. Fresh. And Fresh. Texas Chainsaw. And Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Um, Did you like it? Um, it's it's Texas chainsaw I heard it wasn't very good. Um, To be honest, Andrew knows this about me. I'm, I don't do well with things that want me to feel scared. So, uh, you know, I, I generally stay away from horror and or parent. Because we saw Paranormal Activity 2? Or no, th- 3 like three and 4, I think. Listen, very few, very, very few people can, can get me to watch a scary movie. It's usually Andrew. Maybe we should do a, a bonus episode on the Paranormal Activity series. Did that come out in 2002? Uh, no. <laughs> we would really have to reach for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're fun. They're definitely fun. Probably I mean, kind of weird. Bad. Like, <laughs> like, there's not like a Blair Witch Project or anything. No, that would have been like 2000. Book of Shadows. Did that come out in 2000? I think Book of Shadows was 2000. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. The year right after Blair Witch. Right. One. Yeah. Oh, man. That's probably it for the 
chill out session. I feel pretty chilled. Yeah. More chilled than I did before. Well, time to unchill yeah. some crossroads. Yeah, dive right? into crossroads. Well, since we got two movies to get through today, yeah. mm-hmm. probably not going to go beat by beat on the plot. No. I would yeah, think. we're going to we're going to breeze through the plot. But I would think, you know, we got to start with at least the the synopsis. Yeah. What's this thing about? So Crossroads is basically just a it's about a road trip. Three three childhood friends who mm-hmm. have recently graduated high school. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to jump yeah. in here and say that uh, the movie doesn't really sell them as friends oh. until they're on the road trip. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like and even Zoe then. Saldana was, like, big-timing Britney Spears yeah. in that, like, those scenes before. I don't know. I couldn't really figure out. I mean, <laughs> I was I was constantly clicking out of, like, uh, spam <laughs> ads while watching this movie. So it was one of the weirdest ways I've ever watched a movie in my entire life because uh, if you're listening to this, this movie is extremely hard to track down. Um, yeah. But uh, I I was very confused. And then they were just all of a sudden on the road trip together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess they're old uh, friends. Well, maybe you missed something. Because I think I have a feel for why they... Yeah, I'd like to know what made them. Because I, I mean... I mean... Th- they were just like, we're, just to remind you, we are not friends. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's right. Well, let me just do the quick... Yeah, yeah, synopsis. The quick, the elevator pitch. So, uh, it's about three, you know, childhood friends who became estranged over the years. And then when they graduate high school, they decide to go on a road trip. And they all have their reasons for embarking on this trip. And then they kind of reconnect and... Uh, learn things about themselves along the way, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> imagine yeah. imagine graduating high school and then just being like, oh, I'm going to go on a road trip with my best friend from elementary school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's weird as hell. Well, I couldn't imagine that. Too. It was like, yeah. I don't know what it was. They went to school in the morning, and then by afternoon they were at graduation, and then at yeah. nighttime... They were digging up the, the wish graduation box. The graduation dance. Box. Yeah. There oh, yeah. Dance. There was a dance. Because yep. we had to yeah. get... We, we had to lay eyes on our... Mm-hmm. Our Anson Mount. Yeah. And then they, I mean, there's all, like, where is this park that they're in? You know, like, <laughs> it starts off with these, like, three, what, like, 12 year old girls in the middle of a dark park. It's not someone's backyard. Yeah. It's not the high school. Yeah. It's like, it's the woods. Park. It's the yeah. woods. Uh, Maybe yeah. the woods. It's this is in um, Georgia? Georgia. Georgia. Uh, definitely Alabama. the south because, well, I know they go to Alabama. Yeah. I've, in they the road pass trip, through I think Alabama. it's. I think it's Georgia, so I think they would then come down through Alabama and then cut across uh, the states. They had to hit up Phoenix? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so do you want to talk about why they were even going on the thing? Well, now that I... They all had reasons. Yeah, they all had reasons. So now that I did the little brief, like, one, two-sentence synopsis, I always ask everybody uh, if they saw this movie when it came out. Like, hmm. did anybody see this in theaters or on DVD around the time I, it came out? I noticed that you're both looking at me. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't, which is weird because I feel like this is... Oh, so this know, is our first time. Everyone's first um, time. You know, I probably right. saw it, like, weirdly in college okay. later. But yeah. Because like, um, I thought you told me you had seen it. You saw it somewhere. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. It just was... Somewhere like, along the, the way. Time. Like, I, like, I don't... I, I, I feel like prime, you know, like, me and my girls would have gone to see this. Or, like, me, you know, my soccer team. We would have just, like, stormed to the, the yeah. theater and seen it together. But, 
that we didn't have that memory, you know? That didn't, memory didn't exist. So it was mm-hmm. interesting watching it and just being like, imagine being in high school watching what these high school kids mm-hmm. were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what they were. Right. High school kids. In case you forget. Or freshly graduated. Freshly graduated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One uh, is pregnant. One's pregnant. One is very pregnant. Uh-huh. One is almost married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As high schoolers. Right. Yeah. Committed. Or want to do. Yeah. And one's a valedictorian that just wants to, just wants to do sing. Do anything. She wants to do stuff for herself. Not for, not for her southern father, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. He's in it. He is oh. in it. As he's in is the Justin movie. Long another good character? Justin yeah. Long, who's very pushy about having sex. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. scene's super awkward. I, also, I mean, okay. I can't, I can't. I don't want to like, I don't, I don't want to be like. Yeah, but also like it felt like a very strange thing the sex scene was very strange in a lot of reasons because i think watching you know even if they aren't actually high schoolers watching the idea of high school characters yeah. like about to have sex is already like i'm already feeling cringe about it but uh like so they had a motel room mm-hmm. like how did that work out like maybe just in long where I'm like, rented this the room springing up on you honey like you 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 <laughs> This feels like a very thought she out. She had agreed to it, it, it yeah. would appear, ahead of time. Yeah. And then she kind of, like, changed her mind in That's the right. moment. Right. Uh, well, it's because he wrote a list of right. the reasons why that he should have yeah. sex with her. That's so right. I think that's probably a pretty big... And yeah. he was very, very pushy about it. He was like, no, 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 you can't <laughs> change your mind. We're here. Yeah. We're about to have sex. In a very Justin Long way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Come on, come on. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> is that Justin Long here? <laughs> uh, so I I didn't see this movie in theaters. Mm. Uh, I didn't see it until like four or five days ago. Oh, uh, you you Dan? No, I mean this was my first yeah. first time, first time uh, yeah. traveling the crossroads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then you you probably saw it like. Ten, I was for sure ten in my years 20s. ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was definitely something that I'm like, you have to watch the Britney Spears movie, that right. more than anything. And then, yeah, I mean, at the time, like I, at the time that I saw it, Zoe Saldana was like, you know, the girl from Center Stage, but really, yeah, I, I don't think she had blown up to what she's blown to, up to. No. Star I mean, I Trek, same with Britney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with everything. Right. Like what the top like three biggest franchises. Mm-hmm. Avatar, Star Trek, yeah, Guardians, yeah. Guardians, yes, that too. Yeah, she's done pretty well. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was nice to watch it. Taryn Manning, what a what a what a hot moment that was in the early aughts. Yeah, I guess she. Was Taryn Manning, I pretty much only know from uh, Hustle and Flow, besides oh, this yeah. movie. And Orange Is the New Black. I know mm, that she's on. That I movie. yeah, I didn't watch that show. Uh, I've never seen Orange is the New Black, but yeah, I mean, she was like the star of that show. So she's she's gone on to do fairly well for herself. Yeah. Uh, Anson Mount, who's the, the yeah. dude who drives. Who, yeah. some, some guy. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he was the star of Hell on Wheels, yeah. the AMC Western show. That show is like, okay. Yeah. I've tried and failed <laughs> to get through season one of that show like three uh, times. Oh. <laughs> I, I have a similar experience with Hell on Wheels because yeah. I saw the, the ads and I was like, oh, this looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the first episodes, the first two episodes, I think, and I was like, this is not awesome. No. It's, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that that show does get better. Yeah, maybe. part of the reason I've tried yeah. again. Um, but uh, I, something yeah. about that first season, just I could never get past. 
Um, uh, they kill off Ted Levine in like episode one, I think. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's uh, been on my list of things to try for probably since yeah. as long as uh, Netflix has been around. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it looked cool, but it just wasn't super engaging. Cool. Yeah, that I thought. Um, so would you say that this is Anson, Anson Mount's best role, biggest role? Uh, I mean, he's probably better in Hell on Wheels than he is in this movie, but... Uh, yeah. He was given a creepy role on this, but... Yeah. I think the only <laughs> other thing I know him from is, uh, uh, what's that movie called? All the Boys Love Mandy Lane with Amber Heard, the... No, I haven't even heard of that. Kind of... Texas Chainsaw-esque horror movie with uh, him, Amber Heard. Uh, it came out, it like was made in 2006. It's directed by the the 50-50 guy. Okay. 50-50, Warm Bodies. Um, yep. That guy. Jonathan Levine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then for some reason it didn't get released until like 2013. Wow. Um, He's also in the... Uh, Bad James Marsden Straw Dogs remake. Mm, I never saw that. Uh, he's also on the new <laughs> Star Trek show on CBS, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay. He's, he's like, I think uh, that's uh, on that show. That's different than that's Picard. Uh, different than Picard. Okay. Yes, those are different shows. I was not aware there was more than one. Oh, uh, yeah. Star Trek Discovery. Is... Oh, that's the one with like Anthony Rapp, right? Uh, maybe. Mm. That sounds right. I I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I, I I don't. I haven't. Seen I don't really it. care for the newer Star Trek yeah. stuff. So right. I I I tried to watch Picard and wasn't into it. So despite loving the Next Generation, mm-hmm. I love Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's just work through a little bit of the plot. Okay. So it it starts with like the the prologue where we meet these three you know, young girls, they're probably like 10 years old, yeah, nine years old, so. somewhere yeah. around there. And they're seem like good friends. And they decide to go to the woods and bury a, a box of dreams, a wish box in the woods that, uh, you know, has like their, their goals that they wishes. Yeah. Dreams. Like, you know, one wants to go to LA, one wants to meet their mom for the first time. The other one wants to, I don't know what, get married, get married. Yeah. One? Or wow. yeah. Very convenient that she's engaged right. by the time right. they, yeah. they go to do this. And you uh, know this because she put a bridal Barbie yeah. box. That was like... Right. A lot of stuff in this movie just happens very conveniently. Yeah. Including the like grimmest twist ending. Very convenient. It's that guy? That yeah. guy's the guy that did that? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so we meet all all these characters in like a like a prologue and they're all good friends and then it kind of fast forwards to the day that they're graduating, right? And that we, big day. and that's where we kinda of learn that they've grown apart over the years. Uh so the main characters are uh Lucy, Mimi, and Kit. Mm-hmm. Did I get all those right? Those are correct, yeah. 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 Do right. we know what, who plays him? Britney Spears plays Lucy. All right. Mimi mm. is Taryn Manning, That's right? it, yeah. Yeah, Taryn Manning plays Mimi, and then Zoe Saldana plays Kit. Yeah, yeah. which uh, feels like, I feel like Kit is just like a Taryn Manning name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All the Kits right. I know. 
Yeah. Like she's a, she, she's a kid. Uh, so Lucy's kind of like an introvert. Right. Well, she's also valedictorian. And valedictorian. So, like, mm-hmm. so. Uh, and then uh, Zoe Saldana, uh, Kit, she's, like, the popular one. Mm-hmm. And then... Popular, beautiful, has a yeah. cool group of friends, is eyeing the really cute bassist of the... Of Bowling the... for Soup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of Bowling for Soup in this movie. Uh, several Bowling for Soup songs. But, uh, yeah, and then... Uh, Who's the next one that I... Uh, Mimi. Mimi is, is Terry Manning. She's like the... Yeah, they call her like... They call her like trailer trash. Yeah, and I think she's just poor. She, yeah. yeah. They I also call just... her like slutty and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We find out like we're Like I don't know that it was ever hinted early in the movie that she was pregnant. Was it? Or was yeah, she I think the first... I, I believe the first inkling that we get of her being pregnant is... Yeah, I mean, I'm, if you didn't know, like notice a visible... Did, Bump. Really. Uh, I think the first time it's mentioned dialogue-wise is when her uh, ex-boyfriend says, "Like you got knocked up." You got knocked. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's the reveal. Yeah. All right. Uh, which is pretty early on. I think yeah, that's so. the yeah. day of graduation and the dance and all that. Uh, and this it, is all the information. Yeah. You know about anybody. So we learn over the course of this day that they've grown apart, and we know that they're all very different. And then, for some reason, they all decide to return to the woods and yeah. dig up the wish box because that's yeah, I what they... Yeah, don't remember how we arrived back at doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there was just, like, a magical kind of, like... They all... Friendship uh, magic. It's, yeah, it's, it was friendship magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe Mimi was trying to get... Yeah. Lucy to hang out with her. Then Lucy was like, "No, I got plans to go have sex with Justin Long. Yeah, it's prom night. Yeah." And then she decides to not do that. And then that's when they do yeah. it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how Kit gets there. Well, Kit was like dancing. She was like she was in the bathroom. She was like putting on her music or her her lipstick, and that's how you knew like oh she was the pretty popular mm-hmm. one. And then yeah. she goes out there and she's like bopping with her friends. She makes some googly eyes, but then she goes no no no, points to her finger and yeah. says I'm I've got a ring yeah a promise ring or whatever it is she's like i can't be here yeah and so she ends up leaving pretty impressive that they they like drifted apart but she still kept wearing the ring Uh uh-huh so so tight yeah so tight well i think the ring was with her boyfriend yeah yeah because her her wish okay her wish is that she wanted to get married like right away Um, immediately and so she got engaged and that's why she she had a ring on she can't Hook up with the Bowling for Soup guy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, because right. they have to leave that open for, for Lucy, for Brittany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> but yeah, either way, who they think how they all decided someone. to join up again, despite <laughs> apparently hating one another. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little. It was a little. It was a little weak. But and I'm, they, I'm glad they, they fall got there. right back into friendship, like immediately too. Yeah. They start singing or they, in the car. They at least all agree to go on this trip pretty easily. Like within 24 hours, yeah. I feel like of that moment happening, they were all like, no one yeah. had any uh, like no, excuses, no qualms, no, 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 no issues. Yeah. So they all. They dig up the box and they're like, well, I wanted to, I remember this, I wanted to go to L.A., I wanted to find my mom, yada, yada, yada. So they, Taryn Manning's like, well, I got a ride from the bassist from this band, come with me, let's go to L.A. And at first they're all like, no, we don't want to do that. Yeah, that seems really weird, last minute, and also we don't know each other, we haven't been friends. Yeah, uh... 
And then the next morning rolls around and they're all ready to go. They just decide to do it for some reason. Um, they then, all had their, their little catalyst moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that that takes us into the, the road trip portion of the movie. Yeah. Where we yeah. meet uh, Which is most of the movie. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of... Uh, a lot of singing in the car. Yeah. A lot of Britney singing in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of gas stations. A lot of gas stations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you what do you two remember about Britney Spears at this point in time, like two thousand two? Oh man. Because I remember that she was huge. Huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. Twenty two thousand two was the year that she broke up with Justin. So like. Yeah. That was maybe her at her peakest. It was mm-hmm. like I mean unfortunately it's like. You break up and you make more news than ever. So she was uh-huh. like, she was like gone. She was, and then she had Britney, her her, her self titled uh, self titled album. album came out the came year out. before Crossroads. Yeah, I believe. like two thousand one. Uh huh. Anyways, uh, she was like at peak Britney, and yeah. so the only reason why I even know, I didn't know this was a Shonda Rhimes joint until yeah recently, but I always knew that it was the Britney Spears movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Shonda Rhimes wrote this movie who would become, like, the showrunner, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. She did Grey's Anatomy and... Scandal. Scandal, yeah. And Bridgerton mm-hmm. and, oh, uh, wow. like, everything that she's been yeah. doing recently. Yeah. She's, I yeah. think she's now just, like, one-fourth of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. I think that's just, like, the... Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, so I think that, it like, Britney Spears came up with the concept for the movie... <laughs> That sounds right. Well, because... she was like on tour or something, and what? Yeah, like Did she, she have a co-writer. A I don't think so, line? but I think she uh, came up with this basic, the general, like premise. the bones of the story, yeah. and then Shonda Rhimes wrote the screenplay. Wow. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, just like imagine the power dynamics of like Britney at her biggest pop star, mm-hmm. just being able to be like, "I want this," and then Shonda Rhimes, yeah, being like, because she was <laughs> like. Huge, like Forbes, I think said she was like the most powerful, like celebrity in Britney. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I don't think there was. And I think she'd had like a deal with uh, Pepsi, like an eight million dollar. That makes sense. Yeah. Remember Pepsi the, deal. The Super Bowl with. Like, yeah. It was Beyonce and Britney mm-hmm. and the Aerosmith. It was a big, it was yeah. a big time for her. And if you noticed, every time they showed the the trash on the dashboard of Anson Mounts. Uh, Buick. It was always Pepsi products really? <laughs> littered uh, littered across the dashboard. It's always weird that they would do like product placement when it's supposed to be trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I don't see that and think like, hmm, really want a Pepsi? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think right. oh, that guy's messy. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she was huge. Mm. Um, I mean, like. Good for her. I mean, it was just, like, one of the many peaks of Britney Spears, I would yeah. say. You know, it wasn't Britney Spears' Las Vegas, but it was Britney Spears at her most, like, I would say, like, pre-conservatorship as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when she was able to Before, do the things that she wanted to do as opposed to, yeah. like, having to just continually yeah. put out. Um, Before some of her, like, mental health struggles and yeah. stuff yeah. like that that all happened super publicly, obviously. Yeah. Um, A few years pre-K-Fed, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pre pre Jason Alexander, her twenty four yeah, hours. The, the other Jason Alexander. <laughs> yes. Uh, as much fun yeah. as it is to imagine uh, being Seinfeld guy. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I think I read, too, that, like, she was dating Timberlake at the time, and Timberlake would just always be on set oh. and stuff. Mm. So Interesting. So, like, when when she, like, sings the NSYNC song in mm. the car, like, yeah. That, was, oh, yeah. that was a nod to her dating Timberlake. Mm. Yeah. Bye-bye-bye. Uh, yeah. What a, I mean, the second that that came on, the second that I was like, oh, what? What are we doing here? It's, it's and it, was, it was an epic moment. Yeah. Even, even like 20 years later, I was like, Britney Spears singing Bye Bye Bye, doing that meh, meh, meh with mm. your hand. <laughs> it's you know? odd that uh, Sync is canonically established as being a real band yeah. in this movie's universe yeah. where Britney Spears yeah. is not a real person because she's Lucy. Right, and her songs right. and her songs don't exist to Britney Spears. Right, so yeah. she's singing Britney Spears songs as just being songs she wrote as Lucy. Yeah. Right, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah, but I think I read in like a an IMDb uh, trivia or maybe in the goof section that there was a uh, tabloid visible that had a picture of Britney Spears on the cover. Oh wow, that would have been an. Easy so maybe ride. Britney Spears also exists in the universe. Yeah, of Crossroads, she's just like a, a lookalike or something. Yeah, yeah, like the people at the LA audition are like. Yeah. Wait, that would have been fun if they did like. Yeah, an she meets Ocean's Britney Spears thing. Yeah, where she. Everybody's like, you know who you look. Yeah, you know who you look like. You kind of look like Britney Spears. Yeah. But wow. throughout the movie, like characters just say, "You look like somebody," and at the very end, they're like, "Britney." Oh she gosh. stumbles in. Yeah, they like, do like a Chicago concert. Yeah. yeah. I wish. I wish. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, from here on out in the movie like it's just the the road trip stuff like them staying in hotels stopping at gas stations and a right. lot of them eating s- eating and eating singing around. along in the car i feel like yeah. almost like those are like them singing in this movie is this movie this movie's version of like set pieces yeah yeah it was definitely like we're having a Cheryl Crow moment yeah and then you got uh Cheryl Crow and uh, Madonna, obviously, at the beginning, where she's uh, dancing around in her bedroom with the cowboy hat in her underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I remember that, uh, like, seeing the trailers for this movie a lot uh, around this time. And I remember people being excited. Yeah. Like, a lot of cat calls. There was definitely a moment for, like, um, like boxer briefs for girls. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was, like, the moment that that was, like... Because yeah. I remember being, like... And then, of course, she's just, like, this gorgeous body, bopping around, mm-hmm. you know, hasn't done anything. Like, that was her yeah. big complaint, was that she hadn't really lived a life. But, um, you know, you're kind of just, like, where's her She's perfectly toned, yeah. has abs, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's in, in a crop top the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just, like, you don't seem like someone... She's, she doesn't seem like a like, nerd. Yeah. yeah no. Like Valedictorian. Yeah. yeah. She's, like, not confident, you right. know? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so during the road trip, they, uh, I think that's where they kind of reconnect and have their heart-to-heart scene, like, somewhere in the middle of the movie, where, you know, Zoe Saldana's like, you know, I've got all my issues. My mom sent me to fat camp. I'm always right. living... That was weird. I'm always right. living yeah. in her shadow, and, uh... Yeah, yeah. My mom uh, hates fat people more than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a whole monologue. I yeah. Was like, what the fuck? I was like, what is... <laughs> it's like the person who wrote this hates fat people, actually. <laughs> My uh, mom said fat people are, yeah, are disgusting uh, cretins. 
Yeah, and then Lucy's like, well, I, I don't even know my mom. And then oh, yeah. Taryn Manning's uh, like, well, I'm Good pregnant and and this is where it gets dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Which is weird because they never, like, no one ever approached the pregnancy as, like, anything particularly concerning or nobody anything asked that questions was, like, taboo. Or yeah, yeah, it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, you're pregnant by yeah. your high school boyfriend. Yeah, I think everyone just assumed she was just, like, yeah, a slut. It was that guy like, from Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Which guy? Uh, one of Seth Green, oh, Seth Green's buddies from Can't from Hardly the, Wait. From the, from the from the roof. From uh, the rooftop. Uh, no, 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 not the the chef? not the nerds, oh, but okay. the uh, Seth Green's pals. Yeah, yeah. I remember, now we're talking very, about very 2002. If our course. listeners are like, what are they talking about from Crossroads? Now we're talking about Can't Hardly Wait. Right, the right. white guys who dress like in FUBU. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right, with stuff. the visor that's like upside down yeah. and backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. What a... I don't see no hoes, Kenny. <laughs> that performance <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it's something Especially else. in a modern context. Yeah. I don't like can't hardly wait but i also saw it like yeah way too late for most people i mean i've you know i feel pretty nostalgic about can't hardly wait that's like true to my heart yeah but i'd imagine now it is i couldn't imagine watching it for the first time now that would be like well i mean i watched it for the first time like last year yeah so uh anyhow that guy one of seth green's buddies plays taryn manning's boyfriend who is not the father of the baby. Right. Because she reveals that over winter break, she met a guy or she was at a, she, like a, a party. party. Yeah, and she was at a party. Th- things got fuzzy. Drinks were, drinks were had. And then. Do, I mean, like, how are you going to. She was approached. She was approached. She was approached yeah. by a man specifically yeah. with, uh, you know, a, a penchant for drinking out of yeah. blue bottles. That's, right. That's going to be important to know. So she explains that things were. Memories are fuzzy but right. essentially she was date raped right yeah exactly uh and and then the and then that was the only time it's really talked about there's not really a lot then, of like addressing the fact yeah that, and that's kind of it like yeah, yeah. zoe saldana and britney spears are like oh sorry about that yeah 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 damn, damn that sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah and then they just kind of continue on with their road trip yeah, it's like, an, it's a nice, like, un, I don't want to say, like, unraveling, but, like, a peeling, an unpeeling uh-huh. of, uh, just, like, a, you know, a background that you get from, from the girls. I think that was probably the big, the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't have a pregnant teenager in a movie and not. Right. There's yeah. no, the movie isn't, like, doing enough to, like, not just, like, judge mm-hmm. someone, you know, a teenage girl for being pregnant. Like, it's not, like... In this, like, sort of non-judgmental look at, like, teenage motherhood or whatever. No, they have yeah. to have an excuse for why she's actually yeah. pregnant. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, but, yeah, after that, they just kind of move on, move on with the Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was the an road interesting kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they get to Phoenix. Yeah. See Kim Cattrall. Yeah, but before that, I would say the I would say the centerpiece of the movie is the uh, is the I love rock and roll. I think that was before that though. All right, Uh, this is this is like they're like they're pretty early into their trek. They realize that they don't have nearly enough cash to get them both a hotel and a car all the way to 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 L A. And as luck would have it, one of the small. 
uh, yeah, I, I honestly at this point I can't remember who like did Anson Mount book the oh, the karaoke. No, you know what? It, I think it just happened to be there. Uh, yeah, it was very fortuitous. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they're in they they're stopped in a town. They need gas money. They're in New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it's pretty early in the road trip. For yeah. some reason, I thought the like the big heart to heart scene was uh, i think that's after this it, it gets okay. confusing because it is just a lot of car yeah, yeah. singing they in the car yeah gas yeah. right uh but <laughs> to me like the the i love rock and roll scene feels like the scene from this oh movie. yeah like the middle like it's like the coyote Did they, like, not release yeah it? i feel <laughs> like they released that song Pro- in addition to that movie, I pr- it was probably it was like a music video or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I-, I love all the guys in the audience <laughs> just being like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like slowly starting to get into it. While it's yeah. Well, uh, plot wise, you should talk about what the original intent of that that's, that sing along was going to be. It was going to be Taryn Manning. Right. Oh, yeah. Because she uh, is the, you know, the up and coming. The... Yeah, she she's like the singer who. Or aspiring singer who is basically the driving force for them going to L.A. to audition for some record label. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, yeah. never like really stacked records, than... something like that. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. an open casting, or it was, like, an yeah. open, open voice yeah. call. So that's why they are even going to L.A. to begin with. And then, uh, yeah, I can't remember whose idea it was to do the the karaoke for money thing. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but that also is something that makes no sense to me as somebody who's, like, done, like, you know, been involved with, like, shows at clubs and, and bars and to, stuff. It didn't appear to be a contest. Yeah. Like, they don't show any other participants. I, I've never been to a karaoke night where collections were passed yeah, around. Yeah, I feel like it was uh, just kind of that. It was kind of like, we're going to put people on stage and pass a bucket around. Yeah. yeah. And these people who are, you know, I mean, I don't know how many karaoke shows I've been to, but I don't think I've ever felt the need to just be like... Yeah, like, there was no cover at I the door. They just this. passed yeah. around, like, a collection plate. And uh, they made hundreds of dollars. Yeah, they made a ton of money. Well, good for them because they needed it. Yeah, to yeah. Get and they to were LA. able to stay in a really nice room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they could afford a nice room. Um, yeah. That and then they were probably in Arizona after that, right? Yeah. Well, as it happened, yeah. I mean, like yeah. Brittany was going to go to Arizona yeah. because that's where her mom was. The yeah. other they drop her room. off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of brings us to like the very end, yeah. or not the very end, that's but like, like the a... last act, like the last section of the movie. Uh, where Brittany, they get to Arizona, and then Lucy says, just, yeah, just drop me off. I'm going to meet my mom for the first time, who's played by Kim Cattrall. Uh, And And where where is this, when did Sex and the City start? Late 90s? Yeah, Sex and the City was like 98, 99. So, she had already kind of like. Yeah, she was probably. Established herself. Yeah, Yeah, she was a big deal. Big big trouble with China. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think like. But Sex and the City was 10 years after. Put her back on the map. Yeah. This was probably like a role that she took that like at a time where she was like. Sex in the city, sexy, and then she's like playing a mom. Yeah. In this, it was probably yeah. She probably got she probably got paid pretty well too. Yeah. Because it's like a cameo, considering like Ackroyd's her dad. Yeah. I'm sure Ackroyd didn't come cheap for this. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So they they drop Lucy off to meet her mom, and 
Uh, well, I want to talk about this scene because this is a, a really emotional scene. Very, uh, you know, complicated scene because she meets Kim Cattrall and uh, Kim Cattrall is like, you know, I, uh, you know, when I had you, I, I have a family now. <laughs> yeah, I have a family. I, you know, I didn't want to have you. Your dad is the one that kind of forced me into this. Yeah, and it was a very emotional yeah. scene. Uh, oh, wait, that scene didn't happen because <laughs> they uh, didn't show any of that. Where, yeah. where they, they have... They her crying. Yeah, like, like, that sounds like it could have been a pretty, yeah. uh, like, emotional, good scene where Kim Cattrall, like, uh, tells her side of things. It could have been yeah. at least uh, complex. But it didn't, uh, it cut away from all that stuff. And it was like it, like, Kim Cattrall was like, oh, we should have a talk. And then it cuts to like hours later with uh, Lucy coming back to the hotel with Anson Mount. And she was like, yeah, my mom didn't want to have me, but my dad wanted to have me. And I was like, why didn't we see that scene? Like that sounds... They had Kim for about 20 minutes. Yeah. I almost wonder if they were ever even in a shot together or if we were just going (laughs) to... They filmed it separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that sounded like it would have been a good scene if we had seen it. Especially in a movie that is essentially dealing yeah. with girls in their, you know, yeah. in their maturation post-high school, coming right. to terms with what it is to be a girl slash woman. Yeah, and especially, too, that one of the characters is about to become an early and, uh, as as we found out, unwilling mother. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have been a good dramatic scene. Thema- Makes you wonder if it ended up on the cutting floor. Yeah, because it seemed like it just would have been so like thematically uh-huh. appropriate, but it just didn't... It wasn't even in the movie at right. all. It was just referenced by Lucy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, even just like... I mean, so many questions around yeah, Lucy just it, showing up in L.A. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, how, I don't know how this would have existed at a time mm-hmm. before smartphones. Yeah. Um, they were using paper maps. So I yeah. like did Lucy just hop on a bus and was just like oh that didn't work let me just yeah like so after the failed attempt to reconnect with her mom she just goes back to the hotel uh, which yeah how did she find the hotel great question I don't yeah. even know that they were in Phoenix <laughs> they had no reason to be there yeah uh, and yeah then they resume the road trip to L A but then uh, she realizes that she has feelings for Anson Mount right. And they have uh, a love, well, not a love scene, but... She loses her virginity. She yeah. Her, she had her hands yeah. above her we head, have... and he, like, they, 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 like the sexy yeah. hands, hands holding above yeah. their heads kind of thing. We we have the scene before the love scene. Yeah. Was there a scene before Things the love scene? Things gearing up. Well, that's what we saw, I think. Where, oh, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the... And then it, like, the camera pans to the beach or something like that. Uh, Which is it ever decided Hansen. what he's what his age is? Like what uh, do they ever say how old he is? I just assume he's like twenty four. He's definitely post high school. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I think it's meant to be kind of ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. But Maybe they don't wanna say. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just weird. Would rather not get yeah. into it. Yeah. You don't want to mess with the fantasy. Right. I mean yeah. I, he's definitely way older than Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. He's got um, a he's got a Buick. And he, she's like just like so inexperienced, you know. Mm-hmm. She hasn't really lived life, and he's mm-hmm. yeah played at high school. He went band. to he went to prison. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we didn't mention that that the throughout the movie there are some concerns about his character because they have heard rumors. The girls have heard rumors that he went to prison, 
for murder. For murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you people often get out of prison for murder, like after yeah. a year or two. So and you usually don't ask any questions about yeah. it yeah. before you embark right. on a, you right. know, stay in hotel. I mean, definitely not before you're right. screwing. Yeah. What, <laughs> what if we got to the end of the movie and she was like we heard that you went to prison for murder. Is that true? And he was like, yeah, I killed somebody. <laughs> like, legally, I can't talk about this until trial. Yeah, that, yeah. Would, that would have been more surprising than if, you Honestly, know, what Honestly, I feel like that's something Shonda has up her sleeve, though. Yeah. It should have been, it should have been, yes, that he had killed someone, but he was just like, like, uh, self-defense or something. Someone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe he, oh, man, yeah. 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 I mean, because <laughs> it was actually, like, illegally transporting his like stepsister across the yeah lines so he explains it and he says an abusive so it's stepdad. a very complicated yeah. non-violent yeah. yeah way more complicated than it needed to be um yeah his, his stepdad was abusive towards his stepsister so he took his stepsister across state lines and then got arrested for that reason. transporting a yeah. minor so it was like which is, you know, Quasi federal crime. Kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's real kidnapping. It's kidnapping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he, he kidnapped her. Yeah. But you feel you you allow it. Mm-hmm. You're like, I allow <laughs> you know, there's that sense. And you're also at this point, you're like you're so roped into him and his concern with mm-hmm. Brittany and his the other charm. girls. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't a lot of charm, but like he <laughs> is the only man yeah. in this movie. Uh right. We talked a little bit about this off mic before we started, but Anson Mount did not want to be in this movie to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. You you read this too, right, Dan? Oh, this is a great factoid. Yeah, it's it my favorite favorite factoid about this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, should I? <laughs> oh, I thought you were. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was like waiting it? for. Uh, yeah, so he was talked into this movie by none other than Robert De Niro yeah. on the set of City by the Sea because Robert De Niro was, quote, a big Britney Spears <laughs> no. fan. Oh, God, is there... And that's, that's weird. That's something Isn't in it? its... Britney its Spears own. was at her top. She was right. the biggest... Yeah, but she was 20? Is that right? Biggest I, pop star of all time. 1920? I just feel like to an older guy like that, like, the appeal is... <laughs> something yeah you know. like he really liked uh those songs yeah Oops. it's weird i mean like I, I know here's the thing growing up my dad bought every okay. yeah spears album i would it was you know, just use them of the moment yeah maybe okay. there's also that to consider maybe like but i also think my dad was weird about it because i would be like dad don't do that and he's like and then he he, he loved it he loved yeah. like drive me crazy mm-hmm. wait because that was a song that came out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. not the, not the <laughs> film <laughs> Although he probably with Melissa that Joan Hart. but like it was her. Like, she was like every music video, you know. Yeah, she was a big deal. She was a big deal. Yeah, they probably, uh-huh. you know, were in similar circles of rich people. Mm. Uh, the the best part of the factoid to me though <laughs> is still yet to come. Yeah, which is that uh, he was he encouraged Anson Mount to do the movie, and uh, they did scenes, yeah. practice scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the set of and City by the Sea, which is a bad Robert De Niro movie, yeah. came out uh, around the same time. 2002. We're going to do an episode yeah. on City by the Sea. Mm. And uh, When they read lines, what, what no, part do no, you think... No, I was hoping... What part do you think he played? I, I hope he played Britney. He did. He was Lucy. <laughs> oh so this, to me, the IMDb trivia this is, is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. I feel like, like 
someone it could have be made fake. this up. Yeah, like and, jokesters. But I loved it. I, I think I did read it in on different from different sources, so maybe it is true. Okay. I feel like we just need to call Robert. Robert. Bob. Bob. Bobby. Bobby. Bob, if you're listening, uh, we need to get to the bottom of this by the time we they do but, the city of the sea. Man, I would love to be there for him reading those lines. Yeah. Gosh, I I mean, like in my head, it's a whole production involving a wig and a, and some hair between behind the ear. Yeah. De Niro's like insisting on doing the Virginia scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was his <laughs> idea doing, to put the hand uh, over the head. Yeah. And do sexy. I'm, body it's body. gonna be great. Yeah. I'm not a girl, man. but not not yet a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So. Yeah, so that was the thing. Uh, De Niro Iconic. talked Anson Mount into doing this movie. Wow. That's Potentially, so according yeah. to IMDb. I mean, I could go in a rabbit hole of this, of like, where was De Niro at? Like, I mean, obviously, like, what was his what? He was, was in he a low, he was in it was a pretty, kind of a low like, period for yeah. De Niro. Like Meet the Fockers? Uh, he had done Meet the Parents, which was kind of like a comedy reinvention. That and like uh, Analyze This mm-hmm. in the late okay. 90s. Um, and then like I think the score maybe was shorty. right before this. The score with Marlon Brando, mm-hmm. which is not a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, City by the Sea is like this, this real... I like know. I mean, it's an episode. it will do it eventually, but it's not... It's like, like Departed. Uh, it's, it's like... Well, it's, it's, it's like, like made for... Cinemax departed, maybe. You know, right, it's right, just right. very like. It's like it's, we're cops, we're family, like yeah. that oh, okay. kind of thing. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. very, like, it, it does take place in Long Beach, but it's Long oh. Beach, New York. Long Beach, New York, oh. yeah. not the Long Beach where we're at right now. Yeah. Dang. Um, I mean, I imagine there's probably a lot but of Long Beach. It's I think one of maybe two De Niro movies that we're gonna be covering on the show. Showtime, the other. Showtime, yeah. And yeah. it's one of like four James Franco movies we're gonna be talking about. Oof. There's a guy that's... God, popped off in 2022. Wait, 2020. Uh, yeah, because that would have... <laughs> this is 2022 that we're in. In, in 2020, 2020, nobody really wants to hear <laughs> from James Franco. Anymore. I feel like sometimes we might confuse listeners who aren't like super familiar with what we're talking about when we're talking about... like When we say things like, this year... Like, are they like, are they, are they talking about yeah. the year that we're in, or are they talking about 2002? Uh, we should but, just constantly clarify. Like, even when it's, like, old and annoying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Franco's in a bunch of movies in Gosh, 2002. Spider-Man, Sunny, oh. City by the Sea. And Spider-Man is Of course, Deuce is Wild. Deuce is Wild. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, All right. But we, we've got... Uh, a whole other movie. Oh, to get that's to. right. We have one more so, movie to do. Uh, so let's, let's let's wrap, wrap up. up let's Crossroads. wrap up Crossroads. So, yeah. uh, so they uh, Lucy and Anson Mount have their romantic moment, and then uh, and then Taryn Manning's character, whose name is Mimi, Mimi and Kit uh, go to visit Kit's fiance, Dylan. Uh, because that's why they went. To that, that's why. That's why. why Zoe Saldana's character agrees with the road trip because she wants to uh, go visit her fiance in L.A. because they're about to get married very soon. They go to his apartment, and he's been pretty unresponsive this whole time. You know? Yeah, you know, he's been kind of uh, avoiding calls and whatnot. We have yeah. you know Taryn Manning's doing her thing, and yeah. Lucy and Anson are doing their thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and Zoe's kind of getting stood up the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to his apartment, and he opens the door. I think Zoe Saldana and him have, like, a brief conversation, and then, uh, there's, like, a close-up, or maybe not a close-up, but 
the beer bottle that he's holding or the alcohol Pure bottle. Voice. Oh, that's right. It, it's pointed out that uh, there's a woman mm-hmm. in his apartment. So he's having, he's, he's cheating on Zoe Saldana. Busy. Yeah, he's been busy. But more importantly, he's holding a blue bottle. Looks like a Bud Light Platinum bottle. But <laughs> Bud, Bud, Light. Bud Light Platinum was not a thing, man. <laughs> right. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we'll remember to Terry Manning's big scene, like, earlier on in the movie, that the uh, all she can recall from the the date rape situation was a blue bottle. And then Zoe Saldana pieces it together, and she's like, oh, it was you. Uh, so that's and pretty. Then, and at this point, Taryn just kind of like, n- n- nods and <laughs> yeah. confirms. Yeah, she looks super uncomfortable during yeah. the meeting when yeah. she realized who it was. Yeah. yeah, so it's made apparent that Zoe Saldana's fiance was the person that raped Taryn Manning's character. A, a right. wild connection. Yeah, wild pretty connection. pretty convenient. Uh, yeah. I mean, does it get? <laughs> Any more convenient than the ending, now. Right. Uh, and then uh, Zoe Saldana punches him in the face. And that's his big come up, yeah, so yeah. I guess, is that he gets punched. Is that where... And then Taryn Manning, uh, she, fall she falls down the stairs somehow. of the apartment complex. And she loses the baby. Yeah, and yeah. because of the fall, she winds up in the hospital, loses the baby. And that's and the that's, end of that yeah. storyline. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd um, comes to save... Yeah, Dan, um, Dan Aykroyd flies out from Georgia or Alabama or wherever. Georgia. Uh, yeah, I think it's Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Georgia. Uh, so I think that's where Britney Spears is from. Probably. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Because yeah. this movie was her yeah. idea. or the, you know. She's either from like Georgia or Tennessee, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the hospital is basically like the second to yeah. last scene of the movie, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like a, it's like a resolution for everybody. I think they, I mean, from what I remember, they all gather around her. There might be like a halo in the background. I can't mm-hmm. recall, but she is no longer with child, but they all gained yeah. some friends. You know? uh-huh. Well, and Britney Spears stands up to Dan Aykroyd and uh, says she wants to stay in L.A. Yeah, because yeah, Dan Aykroyd is like, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's like, you gotta come home, Lucy. You gotta come back to Georgia and be a doctor and etc no dad and i think at first she's like all right dad and they're about to go uh and then terry manning and zoe saldana's characters are like no we've come this far you got to do this you got to go to the audition for blaze records or whatever it is stacked records stacked uh uh and then at the last minute they're you know she's about to get in the car with dan Aykroyd. they're about to go back home uh, but she decides to she stay she with Anson Mount. Uh, what's his character name? Ben? Bobby? Bobby. Uh, or no, Ben, I think. Ben? Yeah. Ben, yes. Because I think I watched the trailer uh, uh, recently and it was like, uh, Kid, Lucy, Ben, Mimi. Oh, wow. Just like, those the dogs trailer? Just like the Snow Dogs trailer. <laughs> Kiki, Lola. <laughs> Dipstick. <laughs> oh wait, that was one hundred one definitions. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah. she uh, she decides to not go back home and follow her dream and do the audition and sing the song version 
the music version of I'm not a girl, but not yet a woman. Right. And we completely skipped over the romantic gesture of Anson Mount taking yeah. what she had written in her journal, which yeah. what was the, the lyrics to the song yeah. and creating she, music around it. Right. Because she, Lucy wrote it as a short story or a poem. It has to be a poem. And then Anson Mount was like, I'm going to turn it into a song for take you. take this. Yeah. This is yeah. how much I love you. And now look. And then, yeah. you know, he went from being in a high school band playing at high school graduation parties to now he's being a band in the background for a talent scout. Yeah. Because uh, he was playing with Bowling for Soup. <laughs> yes. But I don't know if they were Bowling for Soup in the world of this movie. Probably not. Bowling for Soup had a lot of songs on this soundtrack. Yeah, three, I think. Because I think Britney Spears might have produced them, possibly. They're, they were signed to the, her record later. Okay. Yeah. 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 That tells you something. Yeah. That's a time capsule. Yeah. Bowling for soup. Yeah. What would you put in your uh, wish box? Mm. Uh, if, like, as a 10 year old, and I'm no, like, right now. I'm going to, oh, right, right now. now. Yeah, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. open this wish box up when I'm uh, uh, 48. Sure. Whatever. Uh, I mean, at least a year. I, I know. It's good. My dreams. Uh, I'd probably put the DVD copy of Crossroads. Of Crossroads. In it. Oh, I could watch this. <laughs> yeah. When you open your wish Yeah. It's got a lot of special features on it. Yeah. And it might we be were... at that time of those girls buried their treasures in yeah. the box. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that how DVD uh, DVDs had bonus features back then, like a ton of bonus features. Do they not anymore? No. No. Very oh, very bare little. bones now. Even like Marvel stuff? Marvel's not going to throw any. I don't know. I haven't bought a little more for that, but not nearly like even to the level that Crossroads has. Yeah, like some random like mid budget movie would have like. Oh man. Behind the scenes, the costumes, the the music. Yeah. And also, they'll, they'll usually, for like the Marvel ones, they'll have two editions. And so you'll have to buy the more expensive edition if you want any of the extra stuff. Yeah. Wow, 20, 2002 was a, like, it was an incredible year for just like physical. Yeah. Cinema. Home video was a much bigger yeah. deal then than it is it's, now. It's much more of like a, a niche like audience yeah. now. Yeah. Unfortunately. Right? People cared back then. Yeah, about, they know, did. Bonus features. I remember I watched the the Grinch, the Jim Carrey the Grinch, and one of the bonus features was recipes. Mm. And I made a recipe of York peppermint patty patty brownies, which were the most decadent thing I've ever made. And I just was like, yeah, I made it off uh, the Grinch. It was like <laughs> because on this of the, TV screen, and I just like the Grinch bonus feature. Yeah, bonus yeah. features. Nice. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's Crossroads. That's Crossroads. Um, well, we always do. Uh, final judgments, or we like if you have any final thoughts about the movie, or you know yeah. anything yeah. you want to say before we finish. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, sure. I yeah. I think that you know. I think it was a really interesting to see. How, you know, like sh- this is like essentially a starting point for Shonda Rhimes. I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was actually a starting point, but it was interesting to see like where she where she started. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, even back then, she was doing a lot of stuff that hadn't been done before. You know, casting pop stars. Um, there, you know, Zoe, Zel- Zoe Saldana's character being a, a Latina or you know Afro Latina. I'm not really sure what her background is, but like that was pretty remarkable. Um, and then you're right. squeezing in a pregnant girl. Like that's 
That's a pretty, that's that's an interesting take. I'm going to um, jump in real quick and say that it was her second writing credit ever, oh, okay. Shonda Rhimes. So yeah, right at the beginning. Dang. What what was the first one? Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Oh yeah. How you marry. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty yeah. big. And I, does she even write anymore? Or is she just like powerhouse showrunner producer? Probably, yes. She probably does like showruns. Yeah. yeah. So it's like pretty incredible to have, you know, even back then it feels like very much like a Shonda joint. Yeah. Um, which is, which is pretty cool to be able to like, so early in her career have like, you know, it's, she's given us the Grey's Anatomy, so she's given us years Mm. and years of like, kind of just these over the top melodramatic moments that people just like eat up. So, um, and then to do it with Britney Spears, which I think, you know, I, I have to give Britney a lot of credit too. I think it was a good part for her. I think she did a good job in it. Yeah, I mean, she's not, Britney Spears is not terrible in this movie. I know she probably got like, uh. A Razzie nomination, uh, or, or the, a Razzies, or yeah, the Razzies, Razzies are like that's the yeah. kind of thing the Razzies would do, like oh, yeah. this pop star. Uh, but uh, but she's not not great in the movie, but she's not terrible. Right. I mean, I think it's, of all, all the movies I've seen with non-actors being asked to act, she's actually like fine. I would yeah. say, yeah, for what it is, yeah. Um, so do you do you have a grade that you would give Crossroads? Oh, are we doing like A B C D E F? A, a B C D E. Yeah. Would you give it an E? Yeah, yeah. E for exemplary. Uh-huh. Uh, um, pluses and minuses are also yeah. You okay. Can allow. Yeah. You know, what? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a C plus. Okay. You know, wow. it's not necessarily my cup of tea. I wouldn't necessarily, but I I think as far as just like it did things. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's for sure not the worst movie we've watched so far on our Odyssey right, for 2002. Right, right. And yeah. I think, you know, especially when you have just those, those three stars, like, where they've kind of been yeah. at since. I, I can't, like, I can't fault a movie that, like, has them in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely served as a springboard for some big careers. Yeah. Um, and it was directed by Tamara Davis. Tamara Davis, who yeah. did, like... She's mostly, I think, known for SNL-adjacent feature comedies. Like Trainwreck? Or like, uh, that's not... No. That's, like Baby Mama? That's Judd Apatow. Billy uh, Madison. Billy Madison? She, Billy Madison. Oh, that's uh, right. CB4. Yeah, Half-Baked. I mean, female director at this time, too. And, and it sucks because if you look at her most recent like directing credits, they don't she doesn't really get to direct movies anymore. It's they, like TV now. Just TV episodes. Yeah. She's just kind of like a working director just yeah. doing random stuff. Yeah. But there was a time period like where she was a genuine comedy yeah. director. Uh, so it's kind of a bummer to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, this isn't... I didn't really know what to expect coming into this movie. Um, it's definitely no, like, glitter. Glitter <laughs> is kind of that... Yeah. I think a lot of yeah. people try to paint this like it's glitter, but and like it's this you know disaster of a movie starring a pop star or whatever, and it's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of competent. It's not good. I I, I didn't <laughs> like it. I will say that. But but I mean, it's also it, it reminds me kind of the most of uh, a walk to remember. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, that we watched <laughs> yeah. for this. Uh, in that it's like, I can totally see why someone would have been into this. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. what, you know, scenario would allow someone to, like, have nostalgia for this movie. So, for me, it's a D plus, but, like, 
I get it. Like, it's fine. It was, mm-hmm. it, like, I really didn't have, like, the worst time watching this movie. It's yeah. pretty stupid, obviously, <laughs> but, like, that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was also, I was thinking, I think D was where I landed on. Oh, uh, all right, all oh, right. Not, you know, it's not the worst, but it's... It's probably not even going to be in the I, bottom ten. Yeah, I also want to say that I, f- like, I, f- I feel bad, like, like talking trash on a movie that was, uh, you know, made for teenage girls. Right, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw this as a 35-year-old <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the fact that you're bringing up A Walk to Remember, and I'm like, I remember people <laughs> lost their shit for that yeah. movie. So uh, it's kind of like, I get it, but... But it, it did actually remind me a lot of A Walk to Remember, in that I, f- like, for this movie and that movie, like, I felt like not a lot happened in the movie, mm-hmm. like, plot-wise, and... Uh, as far as depth goes, uh, like it didn't really go too too far on anything. Yeah, um, not complex but dramatic. Uh, yeah, but like you said, it was competent-ish, and you know, if you're, I think a like a fan of Britney Spears, you know, it's like those not musical numbers, but her singing along to. Cheryl Crow and Madonna, like, those are probably, like, fun to watch. Uh, I mean, I I could see, like, ten years from now, like, those scenes going over well at, like, a a screening at a, like, a midnight movie. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to point out that we didn't talk about, just because I feel like we have probably a lot more to say about Crossroads than Hearts War anyway, so we can can really breeze through Hearts War. But, um... Uh... I guess it's interesting given sort of the more recent news with Britney Spears. Yeah. But the young Lucy oh, yes. is played by oh, Jamie by Lynn. Spears. Jamie Lynn, yeah. Good, good cameo point out. Yeah. yeah. Which is that, very interesting yeah. considering that what uh, Jamie Lynn Spears was like. Mooching off of her sister yeah. while her sister mm-hmm. was unable to. Kind of, yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. Very. I mean, obviously there's like the whole like. Free Britney movement thing mm-hmm. from her her dad, her yeah. extremely yeah. weird shitty dad. So, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was it's gonna try and watch that documentary. Uh, uh, there's a documentary. There's right? like four. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's like the New York Times one. There's like the, yeah. the ones that are on Hulu. The ones that are on Netflix. But yeah. I, I will say like. Having reached the point now where we're at with the Britney movement and where she's at, she's like in Hawaii right now with her fiance, posting her titties all over the place. Like, it's like, you know what? Good on you, girl. Like, there's so much about it where I'm like, it makes me happier watching it. Yeah. Knowing mm-hmm. it because, yeah. like, well, if we were to watch it like a year ago, it would be. She seems like she's achieved some level of peace, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. with kind of everything. Um, yeah, because, I mean, the, the narrative. Uh, on Britney for so long was that she went crazy and lost her mind and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. But good for her. Yeah. I mean, I know some guys that really like this movie and yeah, I know some guys that really like Crossroads and for what reason? I feel like that's Because I think they're, you know, they're fans of Britney Spears. Okay. uh, You know what? I, I like people who are fans of it. Yeah. And I can't, 
I I just can't give like a movie like a like an F if yeah. if I know there's no I it's not like an F and movie it's also especially. not an F movie yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like compared to like Rollerball and Snow Dogs <laughs> like it's nowhere near yeah. that level of incompetent no so <laughs> yeah like the Rollerball is on another level mm-hmm. um all right so then we we also do a little box office recap oh. yeah then, we talk about the and then we play a Rotten Tomatoes guessing game oh wow. yeah so so. Uh, I'll go over the box office real quick. Uh, this movie had a budget of only about like twelve million dollars. Wow. Pretty low budget, um, and I feel That's like, like a lot of that indie was, movie was like sort of three million. For yeah, Dan yeah. I feel like a lot of that was probably cast. Yeah, really Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, who's not good in this movie. No, doing a terrible attempt yeah. at an accent, which is so weird because it's like you're Dan, he's Dan Aykroyd. Just have him do his accent yeah. that he always has. Like what made <laughs> yeah. Dan Aykroyd special? And I read that he like came up with a backstory for his character and yeah, had a tattoo Navy, drawn yeah. on his arm. I don't know. Dan Aykroyd we can, sucks. <laughs> he's definitely bad in this movie, but yeah, we can. Yeah, let's move on to the. Um, so yeah, twelve million dollar budget, but it made uh, domestically uh, thirty seven million. Wow. Added another twenty four internationally. So yeah, this movie so it was a, a hit. This yeah. movie was a hit. Yeah, like Shonda Shonda. Sixty one. Yeah. So she she basically always has made money. Um, been successful. Uh, so yeah, it came out uh, December fifteenth, and uh, it opened at number two. It wasn't mm. even number one that weekend. To what? Hearts War? Uh, no. Number two. Hearts War uh, is much lower. Uh, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll no, get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, number one is uh, actually John Q, which is a movie oh, we're doing uh, on our I, next episode. Next episode. That was definitely a, a yeah. with the, my soccer crew there. That had the Denzel yeah. star power. Denzel factor. Give me back my... No, wait. That wasn't him. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> Perform this surgery on my kid. No, but wasn't <laughs> there wasn't like a give me back my son moment? There might have been. Uh, maybe, yeah. I've never seen John Q. Ah. So. Oh. Well, it's all coming right, up. Right. Um, oh, it's going to be real intense. <laughs> considering, considering this hellscape that we're in now. Um, all right. So yeah. how do you think this movie performed critically uh, with our Rotten Tomatoes critics? Yeah. I. Did you want to go first or you want me to go first? It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, well, I I remember it not being well reviewed, and there it was probably less well reviewed than it should have been, just because people were probably hating on it, like because it was starring Britney Spears. Yeah. Haters. Uh, I'm gonna say it was probably twenty five percent. Okay, twenty five is what I'm going with. I'm going thirty three. Thirty three. Okay. Uh, we should, we should play this, like, Price is Right rule. Yeah, <laughs> Say yeah. 1%. Uh, no, it's uh, 15%. Oh, oh, shit. So people really, like, so critics you, really you were, yeah, you were, um, but I think a lot of it was, at the time, similar yeah. to the Razzies, just instantly dismissive yeah, right. of it. Like, oh, it's this yeah star. it's oh it's just the silly britney spears movie and yeah. like it is and like, it was going off it sounds like as far yeah. as like tickets yeah it's easy to hear yeah. something that's pop like successful right yeah yeah so uh it didn't do well didn't do well but mm-hmm. uh that's crossroads all right 
Uh, I love Rocky, Rocky Road. Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All like right. A surgeon. <laughs> well, let's get into Hearts yeah. War. Yeah, we've got see. one more movie to move on to. Well, that was fun. Yeah, so that was Crossroads. Now we got to move on to the other movie that was released on that day, which is Hearts War. Well, one of one of four. One, yeah. Uh, two. This is two of four. Yeah. Movies that came out on February 15th. Yeah. So I know this is jumping ahead, but we got uh, John Q, Return to Neverland, and Super Troopers? Or Super Troopers is later in the month. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, that I think, might have been yeah, the 15th I th- also. Yeah. I think it was five movies that came out. Right. On, in February? Uh, on, February? On, on February 15th. On February 15th. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Big Valentine's, Day? So, Valentine's Day, perhaps? Um, it's on a Friday? Maybe. But I don't know what of, which of these movies would have been, like, Valentine's Crossroads. Crossroads, I guess. Yeah, 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 it's true. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that is one thing that you kind of realize while doing this show is that movies used to be much more bountiful. Like, there used to be so many more movies being released. Like, on most given Fridays, there'd be like two to three options. Whereas now, it's like... Batman comes out Friday. Yeah, it's the only thing coming yeah. out. And then a few months later, Venom comes out. Yeah, right. yeah. Some other. Comic Do you think movie. that's just the studios being like, "All right, we'll let you have that. They we'll just, have this, or just yeah. like less content." Uh, they just don't make as much stuff anymore. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot a lot of that stuff went to TV. Okay. It's all streaming. Yeah. Now, like so now, you wouldn't make money. John Q would go straight to Netflix. Uh, right. Hearts War would go. John Q might have been even been a mini series or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so. yeah. Hearts War could have been a mini series. For someone. Yeah. Yeah, for someone. Like my grandpa. Yeah. Because it's fucking boring. It was just like, oh my god, like a law movie and it's like the war. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but I was just like. Uh, all right. So, uh, Hearts War. Uh, like I said uh, at the top of the episode, it's. Uh, World War Two drama, a little bit of a legal thriller. Did anybody see this in theaters? Kelly? Um, gosh, I if I didn't see it in theaters, I saw it immediately when it hit the new release shelf at Hollywood Video. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean um, I was a, a young teen. Yeah. At this time. Most likely, uh, I didn't. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but um, I probably because I couldn't get a ride. Yeah, uh, I do want to say the big reason that we're, or one of the reasons that we're doing a double feature for this episode is because you expressed interest in talking about both of these movies. I think that's a lie, but let's let's go on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And it's not the first time that Andrew's been accused of misrepresenting <laughs> interest in a movie. I, mean, I might have said, yeah, those are cool movies, but well, go on. I could have sworn that, I asked, that I asked you. To do this. Not, not that you asked, but that you said something like, oh yeah, I would love to talk about Crossroads and also Hearts War. Okay, sure. Did that not I mean, happen? I don't think... I, listen. I 100%, when he told me, that said, you also want to talk about Hearts War, I was like, really? That's really convenient. <laughs> well, That's really nobody, convenient for your release Nobody schedule. came close to wanting to talk about Hearts War, except really? for you. Oh, that's probably... I mean, I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt yeah. that. I mean, watching Hearts War, I, I, it felt like a who's who at the time yeah. of, like studs you know and i was i mean i was a, yeah. a, a stud lover 
Yeah, because uh, you got Colin Farrell, uh, Bruce, Adrian Grenier, Adrian Grenier, Bruce Willis, Cole uh, Hauser, Cole, yeah, um, um, Cole, Steve Worthington, not Steve Worthington, Sam, Sam Worthington, Worthington. Sam Worthington. Like Worthington very, very well, young Sam Worthington, and, and very like young Sam Worthington. The most interesting thing about this movie, having watched it, is what's not included, which is the Jonathan Brandis stuff. Oh. Yeah. So Jonathan Brandis was a '90s teen heartthrob. Yeah, yeah. When did he pass? So he about a year after in 2003. Um, and one of the main kind of catalysts for his like bout of depression that led to his suicide was that he was very upset that his scenes were cut from this movie. And that this was like a coming, like his. He he yeah. thought it was going to be kind of like his comeback or transition into like adulthood acting, and his scenes were cut, and I probably had a hard time getting, you know, other jobs. Yeah. And then that's when you know he started drinking heavily, and then that's when he oh, killed man. himself. So that's like a kind of grim, yeah, little like factoid about this movie is that like. That's <laughs> like I knew that before I had ever seen this oh, movie. So like yeah. I, I knew that it was just like <clears throat> that yeah weird. I knew that that was a story. I yeah. had no idea it was attached to this movie, which mm-hmm. is interesting when you think about all the just like the actors that had even a little bit of FaceTime. Like, yeah. It's bizarre that they didn't include him as just like one of the the guys or whatever because he's credited even fairly high in the movie, but his yeah. scenes were cut from the movie. Yeah. They might be on a DVD. They may have removed them from the DVD, given kind of what happened. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't want to include them from there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, realistically, it's probably just the the movie was already too long. Too yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Too many character I mean, moments. He might have had a like a a small character arc yeah. or subplot yeah. or something that just wasn't necessary yeah. in the movie. Because he was just like a private that was there and would say some things from time to time. Like, right. You're, the movie's like already... Crowd, crowd shot. Yeah, the movie's already like two hours and ten minutes long or whatever. Like, yeah, They can't all have names. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. None of, I, I saw this in theaters, uh, like, I think the Saturday after it came out. So... I believe on <laughs> Friday, February 15th, I saw John Q. And then the next day, my buddy Travis and I saw Hearts War in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, crazy I remember this because it was 20 years ago now. But uh, yeah, we saw this. And I remember liking it at the time. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and yeah, it's a strange movie. Like you said, because it's like part POW drama, part courtroom drama, part escape. Yeah, like prison escape movie. And then there's this like massive, you know, plot point of like these two African American um, fighter pilots that Mm -hmm. are introduced into the set, and it's yeah continues to just like get bigger and bigger. I didn't know it was about that at all. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was about a POW camp. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that it was like yeah. this, like weird, uh, like Legal. bizarre. Like <laughs> who's who's authority <laughs> to to practice law here? Is <laughs> you know like what jurisdiction is yeah. this? Um, and then yeah, I didn't know and, it was also like a, a racial um, like 
hate crime. Yeah. Thing. And meanwhile, these German Nazis are just kind of like ancillary. <laughs> yeah, they're just there. Like, oh yes, just keep. Uh, you yeah. don't want to give you like you just do the trial, and you're like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. this is so weird that like some of the more um, I don't want to say like uh, I don't know, I don't even want to really say it, but some uh. of the more like kind of like compassionate, the more like kind of like less volatile characters. <laughs> They're definitely the not really portrayed like Nazis. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, one of the more likable characters is uh, um, Martel Yorish. Uh, Martel Yorish, who is uh, the, you know, the guy who runs the camp. The commandant or whatever. The commandant, yeah. yeah. Who I mostly know from Mission Impossible 1. He's uh, the guy that, he's Galitzin, the guy that steals the knock list from Mission Impossible 1. Sorry. That's just that. something Sorry. that I know. Is that a 2002 movie? I no, I just love Mission Impossible 1. <laughs> so that's uh, a 1995. So it's a Abrams. I can't yeah. that's that 96. Oh, 96. Uh, but anyhow, um, so it's, this movie, it's a World War II movie. It's like... The Battle of the Bulge right. is where it starts out. We're in like uh, 1944. Yeah, it's the Battle of the Bulge because Colin Farrell. <laughs> Post Tigerland. Yeah, and uh, Colin Farrell is a uh, a law a law school student who his dad is like a senator, right? Someone who, hiring who gets yeah. him like a like kind of a cushy desk job somewhere. You know, on duty somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. like he he's in in the war, but he's like got a he's got a desk job, pencil pusher. Yeah, he's and he's being uh, driven around by another soldier, and uh, he is captured by the Germans, uh, and then that takes us into the like the first like third of the movie, which is basically like a POW camp drama, right? Uh, He's taken to the Stalag. He meets uh, all the characters that we're going to be with for the rest of the movie. Uh, Bruce Willis is... Linus uh, Roach. And Linus Roach. Linus uh, Roach is um, Bruce Wayne's dad in Batman Begins. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh! Oh! Wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the face that I recognize, but never yeah. The so the captain in this movie that is uh, involved in the escape plan, he's also plays Bruce Wayne's dad. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well, weird because Colin's now Penguin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, Batman. <laughs> I think. Well, I think it's also not only is he introduced to the POW camp, but. Um, and being introduced there, there's like a little bit of like subterfuge or at least a kind of like a like a, a jab from, I guess, Colonel McNamara, Bruce Willis's character from the get. Um, instead of kind of, what would you say, housing him in like the officer's POW yeah. cabin, yeah. he has to go to like the boy's cabin. Right. Yeah, Bruce Willis doesn't believe him that he, does, he didn't give up information mm-hmm. yeah. to the Germans. So that's why he sends him to the um, enlisted men's quarters yeah. instead of the, the officers' quarters. Yeah, because uh, uh, Lieutenant Hart, which is Colin Farrell's character, he uh, gives up information about uh, uh, certain strategies to the Germans and. Uh, I, I think, was it was it the ammunitions plant? Where the like ammunitions it? plant is, right. I believe. Yeah, I think and he then. So they get the information from Hart, they send him to the Stalag, and then uh, Colonel McNamara uh, 
basically knows right away that he he he's gave up. He's yeah, like, he he's too weak. He's it, a yeah. he's a rich kid. Yeah, he's gonna uh, sing he, like a bird. Yeah, he gave up the info, and so they uh, they put him in the enlisted officers' barracks instead of with the the officers, like the higher ranking officers. Which he would be. Which he would be because he's a lieutenant. Uh, so yeah, the first like thirty minutes of this movie is basically just like a like a power dynamics yeah. drama. It's also like introducing you to the war. Which is also like yeah. a very much like is this yeah it was it was very right and then uh, and then it's not until I want to say like Terrence Howard's character yep. shows up that you kind of get a sense of where the movie's going from there. Did you get a sense? I feel like I was just like, all right, cool, new thing. Well, it definitely, <laughs> I, I didn't really know. It definitely shifts though because then like all the characters like um, uh, Cole Hauser who was like. One of the enlisted men, Bad the one who like gets him like a pair of boots, Colin yeah. Farrell, like a new pair of boots, and Colin Farrell's like, "Where'd you get these boots?" Mm-hmm. And you're just like, "He's like, don't worry about it, I, mm-hmm. I got a guy <laughs> or whatever." And um, all of a sudden, everyone's super racist. And Out so, of nowhere, yeah. I mean, it's just I'm like, not unsurprising, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah it's right. definitely like you're not expecting this in this movie so far. In the, mm-hmm. in the, in the movie that we're watching up until this point, it's a yeah. it's a huge turn because otherwise they just seem like a normal ragtag band of like yeah. soldiers Prisoners, or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they could have been in uh, Saving Private Ryan or Band of Brothers mm-hmm. or one of those. Like it felt like oh, everyone's kind of got like a dynamic or whatever. yeah. And, but then uh, Terrence Howard, you know, his character is obviously captured by the Germans, comes to the camp. With another. Who's the with, other um, What's that actor's name? He's in from, uh, D2. He's from, yes! he's from Mighty Ducks 2. Oh. He's from The Hurricane. Okay. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Vassella Shannon. Yes, yes. Shannon? Yeah, Vassella Shannon. Yeah. Let's go Team USA. Oh, <laughs> Let's go yes. Team USA. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time I've seen that guy, like, I've always, like, been like, yeah, that's yeah, my man from too. D2. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's Keenan's older brother. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <gasps> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, him and uh, Terrence Howard are like, they're Tuskegee Airmen, and they come to the Captured. camp, and they're treated just like Colin Farrell is, you know. They should like, be in the officer's cabin. They should be in the higher-ranking officer's cabin, but they're like, yeah, you're, we're just you're, you're black, sending so we're you, send you yeah, where... you're black guys, you're yeah. going with the enlisted men. Yeah, I think Bruce Willis is like excuse or rationale is that Colin Farrell could look over him there. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think he says, like, well, you, you'll you be there mm-hmm. to, like, take care of him, yeah. to watch over. Yeah. Sure there happens. was a lot of, like, there was a lot of, like, underlying tension. Yeah. I feel like every, I mean, Bruce Willis was, by all intents and purposes, just scowling and kind He's of... He's a huge <laughs> piece of shit in this movie. Yeah. For, like, so the whole big, thing. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got some thoughts about how this movie wraps up with his character in particular. Specific, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah I want to hear that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they... Uh, they're... Uh, Vasella Shannon and uh, Terrence Howard, their characters are thrown in to the, the enlisted men's barracks and... They kind of butt heads with Cole Hauser's character, Bedford. Bedford. Uh, and then eventually Bedford winds up dead. 
Well, what what happens originally, it, yeah. or what happens? So basically, what happens? They're introduced to the cell, with whatever. There's this like really cool moment where the men are out in the yard and they see this uh, essentially like a I guess a dog fight. Yeah, um, there's a yeah. There's always like dog fights happening up. Yeah, up just above, to like remind you that you are also watching a, yeah. <laughs> like a World War II movie. Yeah. Um, and so that was really cool. And you know, Terrence Howard and um, what's the name of? I can't remember either of their characters' names. Uh-huh. But um, they're essentially Archer. like. Archer, they're Archer like, is Vasilis Shannon's. But, right. I'm just going to yeah. Vasilis and Terrence are both just watching this and they're saying, that's a Tuskegee Airman, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's because of the whatever you can tell, which was kind of awesome to hear, but also, like, everything had, like, a really sad, depressing undertone because it's a World War II movie. So you're like, yeah. oh, Tuskegee Airman, I feel so guilty. Um, but it's Vasilis Shannon that comes up dead mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Well, I mean, right, right. he gets killed. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens off screen right like people people get killed off screen like uh well Vasilis shannon is framed yeah yeah they find a they find a weapon yeah mm-hmm. uh they find a weapon and then it's like under his bed or whatever and yeah. then um he's executed. he's executed by the nazis right and then and then like a couple scenes later bedford cole right. hauser is found dead. Yeah. Right. And I think, like, in between those scenes, there's, like, a sense that Colin Farrell is, like, you set this guy up. You know, you were racist, and now you, you were the racist guy that was attacking this guy. Uh-huh. And now this guy shows up dead. Yeah. He was definitely skeptical. He, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, I think it's fair to say that Bedford framed um, Archer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, like, Terrence Howard's character, whose name is... I should know this because I just watched it. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, he he's uh, captured outside the barracks. He's out outside the barracks, and because he's out running around, the Nazis believe that he killed Bedford. Bedford. Right, Lieutenant Scott. Lieutenant Scott. Scott. That's right. Yeah. Um, so and there's a trial then. So that that takes yeah. us right into the 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 middle chunk of the movie, which is a courtroom yeah. drama. Yeah, basically. we're now in the third movie. Yeah, you know, we've left uh, yeah. the POW. <laughs> so movie. it's the POW camp drama, then the courtroom drama, uh, and yeah. So Colin Farrell has to represent uh, Terrence Howard's character. Um, really quick, I just want to talk a little bit about. Colin Farrell and where this movie is oh, yeah, in to. his career. Uh, this is right in the middle of his kind of like Hollywood heartthrob period, right? Yeah, when he was miscast and a lot of stuff. Would you say the middle? I feel like he he's still got. I mean, I would I would say I would say like it's pretty much at the beginning. Yeah, I get, yeah, you're right. He, like he broke out in Tireland, the Joel uh-huh. Silver, right? Joel Silver, uh, Schumacher. 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 Yeah, sorry, Joel. Um, <laughs> Movie and Joel Silver, the other think, guy, other Joel S. Ugh. Yeah, I, I think there was like a sense of like a like um, this guy's going to be somebody big, but yeah. then he did a couple fluffy movies. Yeah, like so he did uh, yeah. Tigerland, and then uh, I'm trying to think if he did anything before. Did he do a, this? Why did American Outlaws come out? Because oh, American Outlaws so that did, got me walking to the yeah. theater in my little <laughs> eighth grade. Right, so he did American Outlaws with James Vanderbeek. Then, nope. no, that's not Scott a James Vanderbeek. Scott Con. Vanderbeek wasn't in American Outlaws. No, no, it he was, was Gabriel Mock. Um, 
Kathy Bates was in that. Uh, oh, okay. oh uh, Terry. Uh, you know what I mean? You know, I, I, mean, you know, I did not see Terry Outlaws. Oh, oh, Terry O'Quinn. I, I, I guess. Yeah. Terry O'Quinn. Yeah. Allie Larder. Allie Larder. Yeah. Connection with her. Mm-hmm. Allie Larder. Went to your high school? No. Oh. Allie Larder didn't go to our high school, right? No. no. I take that back. Sorry, Allie. Uh, but, uh, so yeah. So Colin Farrell was in American Outlaws and then this and then Phone, Phone Booth, Booth? Okay. which I think was supposed to be a 2002 movie, but got delayed because of the DC sniper oh my gosh uh, situation that so that ended up coming out right that ended up coming out in 2003 with uh and then the recruit also came out in 2003 he was in what minority report though oh minority report in 02. was 02 yeah yeah so that's yeah, coming up huge year yeah yeah uh so yeah he was like kind of the hunky guy and oh, yeah, he definitely miscast, I think, in a lot of stuff. Oh, his career gets way better once he stops being yeah. forced into Hollywood leading men type roles he, and he, can start doing weirder stuff. Because yeah. he's genuinely a good actor, I right. think. Um, yeah. I think in Bruges probably was like, what do you think as far as like something? I'm trying to think when he started working like with auteurs. Like, right. Uh, uh, Miami Vice. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Michael Mann, yeah. I've never seen it. I okay, I, I'm a huge Miami Vice fan. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm borrowing it currently. Oh, are you? As, okay. as, a, as a solid yeah. recommendation. I let you it. borrow the Blu-ray. Yeah, I have So you gotta watch it. it. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I know. But yeah, so, yeah, Miami Vice, but people didn't like Miami Vice at the time. No, no, but I think that was maybe, for me at least, the first time yeah. where I was just like, oh. Yeah. I actually like Colin Farrell in mm-hmm. that movie. Okay, that's good yeah. to know. But then, like, maybe, be what, like, maybe, like, the early 2010s, like, he starts to do, like, uh, like things like The Beguiled and the Yorgos Lanthimos the movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in like Bruges. Killing the Sacred Deer, yeah, in Bruges. Uh, um, now he's in the uh, Coconata movie. Yep, yeah. Uh, after after Yang. Yang, it's uh, I think it just came. It's on Showtime just right came. now. Yeah, I, I I mean I'm a, a huge fan. I from American Outlaws, you know. Yeah, you've been I, with I him he, since the beginning. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I since the Bally Kiss Angel days. No, not that day. <laughs> uh, do you do you know what Bally Kiss Angel is, or no, do I only no. know that because I'm married to someone who's Irish? <laughs> I mean, that's probably it. You also have, like, a very, like, archival knowledge of film. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, would... That's, like, a... I've never watched it, but I think it's, like, a Irish soap opera. Oh, soap opera. Yeah. Or soap opera-esque television show. I can all... I, in all honesty, I, I really do like Colin Farrell. I think he's mm-hmm. a fantastic actor. And, and obviously, yes, I was, I was drawn to his stuff at the beginning because yeah. I was just a teenage girl. Um, and he had an Irish accent, but at the same time, I, at this point in my life, I'm like, I do kind of just like, I kind of section off his career based on the hairstyle that he had. Yeah. Um, and this would probably be the hairstyle incidentally. Cause remember there was a long, speaking of Crossroads and Britney Spears, there was a moment probably around this time where it was largely rumored that he and Britney Spears were coupling up. Mm. And this was like at his time, I, I actually like didn't down remember shirt, that at all. Best hair, hair straight up. Okay. Very early aughts. 
Okay. N- we're no longer in that phase. He no. has he has a lot of rumors about his like various. Mm. I mean, he was like the Gerard stuff. Butler before Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't know that he was rumored to have been in a relationship with Britney Spears. I mean, I think relationship is used lightly. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, I think yeah. it was like post-Justin Timberlake breakup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Regardless, a lot of pictures of the two of them together. Yeah. They were like at their like, yeah. they were they were at their hottest, you know? Yeah. Because um, he had a... Good episode. He had a, yeah. He I, had a sex tape, right? Colin Farrell? Uh, or no? Yes. Yes. See, yeah. He yeah. Is. is it we pretty, pretty good? We should do that one. Pretty good. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. Let's do an episode on the Colin Farrell sex tape. Uh, he is another celebrity similar to Liam Neeson that is rumored to be mm. very well endowed, I will oh. say. So. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. I'm not yeah. a huge fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's another. Yeah. I don't oh, know, Liam, Neeson. Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson's famously uh, <laughs> famously. Uh, uh, Rosanna Arquette. This has it? come up so much on this podcast. Oh I know. I it's like, like, like the third episode yeah. in a row. Six talk about Liam Neeson's of dick. Liam yeah. Neeson's dick. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand two, a film Odyssey, aka Liam, Liam Neeson's penis podcast. <laughs> Liam, yeah. if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Hi, no, you're weird. Is when he? You were, yeah, I remember when you was like, "Oh, I was racist." Oh, then, well, then I take that back. And well, anyone... well, so, it's a it, that's a whole that's a more complicated thing. Yeah, I think he actually, I don't know, it he was, was just old. I think he, I think he just was very. It was during was the very, troubles. He, he was, wanted to kill a black guy. He was very open. You know, what? Uh, I feel like we're going down a road here. Yeah, he was very open about. Like some psychological struggles he was having yeah. after one of his best friends was raped, yeah. and oh, he just he, didn't need yeah. to go on TV and say yeah. all of it. I, I think what he was saying was more nuanced than what yeah. people gave it credit <laughs> I for. I do remember this, but yeah. this is yeah. one of those hot mics. He he moments. said like. Yeah. Not even like he didn't know he was being like recorded. He just like said way too much during a press junket that he, yeah he could have just given like a fluffy answer to it but especially ended up saying way too much especially because he was just doing like for uh, one of his stupid fucking action movies cold pursuit yeah yeah, yeah. it's like yeah whatever man uh cold anyway. per- i can't even i can't even <laughs> deal with cold pursuit all right well liam neeson <laughs> yeah. famously uh famously yeah. big dick colin farrell also uh, has a big like dick. an evian bottle is yeah. the quote about Liam Neeson. Uh, I remember when Miles Teller was like, I'm like a tumbler. What is it? What is it? What is that? Guy I don't know. Called? You're going to have to tell me. I don't know what it was, but he said he was like a tumbler. I, I couldn't uh-huh. make that up. I worked at the Disney store. We sold tumblers, and like uh-huh. the idea of it makes me laugh. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miles Teller is annoying to me. <laughs> yeah, I think this was inter- whatever. We can't get into it. But um, yeah. sorry, back to our POW. Uh, yeah, back to um, Hearts War. Our, our POW so, to kill a monster. We, we were kind of talking a little bit about. Uh, Colin Farrell, like, where this was in his career, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe so we don't have to, like, talk more about Bruce Willis as the conversation goes on, we could talk a little bit about Bruce Willis and where oh, yeah. this is for Bruce Willis. I'd love uh, to know that. So, you know, I don't think this is, like, Bruce Willis's performance in this movie is, like, full-blown... Um, sleepwalk mode for Bruce Willis but it's close. but it's very close like he's he not <laughs> phoning it in he's yeah. just like he's there like yeah. he, he, he barely there. he showed up <laughs> he showed up on set 
Yeah. And he said the lines, but... Uh, <laughs> He's not giving it his all, that's yeah. for sure. Um. <laughs> I, like, was really into it. There, I mean, I think what it was for me is that it was just... Maybe phoning it in for Bruce Willis is just kind of like that... That snarl, like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. <laughs> listen to the, me when I tell my guys what they're going to do, they're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 guess I suppose I could see how that would be phoning it in, but for me, I was like, yeah. yes. Like, I, this I, was John McClane as, <laughs> it felt very, like, Br- Bruce Willis. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think he's, you know, done far worse as far as, like, phoning it in goes. Especially in, like, the last, like, yeah. 20 years since this movie. But this is, I think, where he's maybe teetering a little bit on, like, a like a minimal deadpan performance and also a little bit phoning it in. Which is weird because it's, like, post his Shyamalan yeah. revival. And like, he was, like, after... one of 20, though, men in this thing, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. But he was the, I suppose, you know, the, the big guy. He's but... the top dog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not hard. Yeah. yeah. I will quickly say that I think Bruce Willis is one of the uh, the best actors to handle the M. Night dialogue. Or, or who's been capable of handling it most, like, effectively. Uh, I... Hard for me to say because, like, I don't really remember the dialogue being particularly M. Night E in, like, <laughs> Unbreakable and Sixth Sense. And I, I think that's, like that's to a, Bruce Willis's credit. Because if you go back and watch it, it's, like, very, like, stylized and very, like, people don't talk like this. But well, he, he was a ghost. Uh, not in Unbreakable. That's true. Well, he was, he was yeah. a, uh, invincible. I, He's I, unbreakable. I mean, this can be a Bruce Willis appreciation yeah. podcast for me. <laughs> I, I am such a huge fan. I, I, I recently rewatched Die Hard, and they're like. I, I, I can't say enough about that guy. I just feel like he's just like a generally a good guy. I, I suppose. I mean, I haven't heard uh, any. I haven't had any maybe. Liam Neeson. And I'm a racist kind of artist, I, He's he's like a Hollywood conservative. He's a Hollywood conservative. Don't let them. To everyone listening to this, <laughs> I I am pro Bruce Willis until a point. Perhaps. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I mean, I don't, have, you're any, listening, I don't uh, have any specific stories. Yeah, no. I know he, like, went to a, a Rite Aid and like, <laughs> refused to wear a mask and got kicked out, like, a year and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> like Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. You can't be on the same level as Ricky Schroeder. No. Um, so I, Well, yeah, so... Yeah. I don't know, we can talk more about Bruce Willis than Hart's work, because I don't really have a lot to say about Hart's work, to be honest. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, Die Hard's a movie that, like, is so good, because you mentioned Die Hard, Mm -hmm. that it's easy to take for granted how good it is, because it's turned into that corny, like, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, like, (laughs) oh, culture war kind of thing. Bare feet on the glass. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, it's, it's hit that level of, like, pop culture status, but it's like, you watch it, and you're like, oh, no, this movie actually is insanely good. Yeah, Die Hard's perfect. A flawless genre movie. I agree. I will say that that probably has a lot to do with Alan Rickman as the. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously Bruce Willis, but for sure Alan Rickman as the rest in peace as the as the as the bad guy. I I I guess like finding the bad guy in Hearts War was a little difficult because it always felt a little nebulous um, because Mm -hmm. of perhaps Bruce Willis's phoning it in performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's it's a very lazy performance from Bruce. Um, 
and I don't know if like it's a this is a bad thing that you're not quite sure who the villain is of Hearts War, but you definitely it's, don't. Is it racism? Is it the it's, law? You definitely it's like. Is it war? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. definitely like a section of the movie where you're like. Who is the villain of yeah, this movie? Yeah, yeah. It's like, not we necessary. know that there's, like, a right and a wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily, like, an anti-war movie or anything, either. No. I know. It was, like, the yeah. most non-anti-war, prisoner of war, World right. War II Nazi movie that I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. Yeah. A movie that barely takes a stand on Nazis somehow. Right. Which yeah. seems like teeing it up as the yeah. easiest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Um, um, uh... So how did you guys feel about the the legal proceedings? So this is where, uh, like, I think from here on, this is where Bruce Willis's character goes to the commandant's office, right? Um, yeah, as a non-legal scholar myself, uh-huh. um, it, it was interesting to see the, the movie turn toward uh, this law and order section. Mm-hmm. It felt very um, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Um... I don't know. That's 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 what I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I I did kind of like the scenes with uh, Martel Yoris, where he would he kind of had those scenes with Colin Farrell early on, and then the scene with Bruce Willis where he uh, uh, Bruce Willis comes in to confront him about giving Colin Farrell the uh, lawyer's manual. And then he sees, like, the gun on the desk and quickly assembles it. And they have, like, kind of a standoff. Do you guys not remember this scene? You mm-hmm. both look... Oh, okay. No, I do. <laughs> you don't remember it, though. Don't remember it. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. It's a scene where he, he goes in and the commandant's, like, drunk and then offers him a drink. Yeah. 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 And he's kind of like the... Uh, He's kind of like the Nazi with a heart of gold for yeah, a, a few scenes. Yeah, I feel like that was probably like the weird part of it, where I was just like, I don't know, these yeah. Nazis are getting away. Yeah, I was like, why do I like, of, like really why do I like this character so much right yeah. now? This is not, <laughs> this is not how it should Bruce be. Bruce Willis is phoning it in, but this fucking Nazi. Yeah. He's got my attention. <laughs> yeah, I feel like just by like based on that alone, I was trying not to pay attention too much, but. Um... Yeah, yeah. So for uh, probably like the middle, like. 40 minutes. It's like courtroom stuff. Yeah, it's very like yeah, it's jag. Little jag. Uh, little uh, little Columbo going on. Right. Because uh, Colin Farrell's kind of also trying to solve the murder of Cole Hauser's character. Correct. While representing Lieutenant Scott. And, uh, and then... He basically just kind of stumbles on the truth. Yeah, how did that happen exactly? I know that there was like, there was like, like a ten minute stretch in the movie where I feel like it was reveal, reveal, reveal. And so yeah. Like, I know the end of the reveal. I just mm. can't remember how. Was it like? Was it like rolled out? Uh, I naturally? I think uh, so. During the trial, uh, Hart Colin Farrell's character was trying to piece together uh bedford's steps and scott's like steps the night of the murder and he was like outside the barracks uh when nobody knew he was outside the barracks like trying to figure things out and then he uh found the the theater 
uh, and the tunnel. Like, while he was just outside the barracks trying to, like, piece together everybody's steps. The tunnel that leads to the ammunition storage that's not too far away from the camp at this point. Right, that goes under under the wire outside the camp. Yeah, so I guess it's like what's important to know is that like during the middle of this legal proceeding, there's also mm-hmm. this like subplot essentially of Colonel McNamara, Bruce Willis's character, trying to orchestrate the bombing of an ammunitions silo not too far away from the camp itself. Um, so you're kind of in this place of like not a, like you're really not understanding what's happening, but mm-hmm. the idea is you know it's a strategic idea so that essentially this trial is acting as a cover for this operation in yeah. which Colonel McNamara is leading an assault on this German's ammunition silo um, that will wipe out their weapons um, in coordination with like Allied troops. Is that it? Mm. Right. So in order to do that, they have to escape first. A a group of them have to escape. Yeah, like 30 or so of them have to escape. And the trial is like a distraction for that escape. That is my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. But when uh, Colin Farrell discovers the escape tunnel and learns of the escape plan, that's pretty much exactly when he learns that McNamara is the murderer of, like, he killed Bedford because Bedford was possibly going to give up the truth about the escape plan. Right. And it happens, like, uh, I don't know, like, maybe 30 minutes before the movie's over. Yeah. Like, where we learn that Bruce Willis actually killed Kohlhauser's character. Yeah. And, and framed yeah. Bedford on the death of, right? Did he, did he, he frame Bedford on the death of... Uh, no, he, yeah, he framed, uh, Terrence Howard's character. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he, like, I mean, there's nobody else that could possibly be. Right. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, it's Yeah, like, I, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know how he knew that Terrence Howard's character would have also escaped from the barracks at that exact time. So maybe that wasn't intentional that he was going to set up. It was one of those moments that we were like, you were just kind of, I think, I think a lot is, a lot was put on the viewer to just mm-hmm. kind of like make all of these assumptions that all of uh-huh. this stuff is like playing out and playing out correctly. Uh-huh. Um, it's yeah. all about momentum. Right. Yeah. And so by the time like you hit this point, it's like reveal, 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 mm-hmm. ammunition storage explodes. Yeah. Because that has now been hit. And then at that point, Colonel McNamara is gone. Yeah. He's... Yeah, so he, once uh, Hart learns about the plan and that the the trial is basically a sham, mm-hmm. uh, like, he knows that the the end of the trial is going to be when the escape's going to happen. Like, he knows that, uh, that McNamara and, like, 35 or 30-some soldiers are going to escape uh, and... Scott, Terrence Howard, is going to be the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, uh, McNamara is, like, prepared to leave. Like, he... I mean, he leaves. Yeah, he he's, like... like he, he puts on, like, a German coat, from what I remember. Yeah, he is he not... that way. Yeah, he is not going to go down. He, he doesn't mm-hmm. plan on being killed. What... 
what what is McNamara's ailment? He's all like sick Probably at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so on the the last day of the trial, uh, McNamara pretends to have uh, food poisoning, or like at, like kind of stomach. Uh, I think I think the view like we're supposed to know that he's pretending. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, at this point, like, the, 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 like the odds a, are becoming, or, like, you know, like, the, yeah. the fingers are pointing at him more and more. Right. Yeah. Because Colin Farrell knows that he's the murderer at this point. But at this point, also, McNamara doesn't know what Hart is going to do during the trial. He doesn't know if... Mm-hmm. He's the wild card. Yeah. He doesn't know if he's going to do what he wants or if he's going to reveal the truth about the plan. Uh, so McNamara pretends to have like a stomach, uh, like stomach pains or something. And he goes back to his barracks, but this is when the escape is taking place. Right, Um, right, right. And then, yeah, you're like, well, what's Hart going to do? Is he going to reveal the truth or is he going to follow through with his heart? Yeah, is he going to follow through with his heart or is he going to just continue with the plan? But what does he do? What does he do? He confesses. He confesses that he was the murderer. Yeah, he says he was the murderer. Yeah. So, pretty crazy stuff. But then, then in (laughs) another reveal, Bruce Willis, who at this point had escaped, Mm -hmm. and, you know... Comes back. Yeah. Shows up again. At the the camp gate. He comes back to to uh take responsibility yeah everything. for everything right yeah. and then and then he gets immediately shot in the yeah. head <laughs> yeah so in earlier just like Bookends. so unceremoniously <laughs> just to remind just, like, you that there's not face yeah, yeah just like right away he's just like well, he's like well, all right and then they just shoot him <laughs> yeah uh, how did you feel about that part of me was like oh go fuck off bruce willis yeah. character it i should've... was like you don't get to have like a moment at the end where you're saying yeah. we're like acting against literally everybody this entire movie I mean, and yeah. now you get to be the guy that like maybe it's yeah. appropriate that it was so unceremonious then because i feel like most movies would have like given it a very dramatic like moment like where yeah you know like he's being executed and everyone's looking on cutting to yeah he was the leader he was like the highest ranking officer but he's just shot in the head yeah right away and he just falls over that's it do you feel like that may have played into his phoning it in performance like do you think that there was a sense of that like all right we just (laughs) we just gotta get this over with yeah i don't maybe it's possible. I wonder what the mood on set was like. Because yeah. I have heard that he can be temperamental to yeah. work with. Really? If you, if you basically don't earn his respect, he won't try for your movie. So yeah. it makes me wonder if like he and Gregory Hoblet didn't like get along or whatever. Something, that's, I don't know. That's why I never heard of Gregory, yeah. Gregory Hoblet again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of thought that maybe like Bruce Willis thought that he should have been made to be more of a hero in mm-hmm. the movie like he was like you know i think he's more of a good guy like maybe yeah. he should have a he mm-hmm. uh, people should treat his death with respect uh but well and i think the movie is sort of saying that they just don't do a great job of yeah showing it because like colin farrell's like 
I learned a lot about honor that day. Oh, yeah, <laughs> at the yeah, end, they, which wraps up like in yeah. like five yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're like I'll, kind of like triple punched at the end. Yeah. Like reveal, 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 and here's the ending, and you're just yeah, kind of like just wait, over. What? like what just yeah. happened? Like three months later, uh, I'm not doing an Irish accent. Uh, <laughs> we were released from prison, and the war was over. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, three months yeah. Of, like in any war movie, three months later the war is over, <laughs> yeah. and the prisoners have been rescued by yeah. allied forces and right. there is no problem yeah everybody who was alive at the beginning minus of course the black people mm-hmm. are like dead mm-hmm. or yeah. alive right. i suppose which is just uh, a weird yeah um yeah i kind of was thinking that it might be better if the bruce willis character was played by not a movie star like not bruce willis but maybe like a character actor like a just, uh, just, uh, uh, like a, this is just something that came to the top of my head, but like a JT Walsh type, like somebody who's just a good guy playing like an asshole authority figure, uh, as opposed to like Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it felt like a weird, like it felt that like we could accept him being him. like an asshole at the oh. end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, cause Bruce Willis's head is the huge head on the poster <laughs> yeah. and DVD cover. Yeah. But this isn't a movie about McNamara. It's no. all Hart's War. It's Hart's War, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, he's not the main character. The only yeah. reason he is is because they cast Bruce Willis as yeah. that guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder what Bruce Willis needed. Like, why did he need this movie? Probably just... He was a big... Hate him a lot. Yeah. 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 You don't think he was, like, at a point in his career where he was like, I'm only doing things that I want to do? I'm... I don't know that he Bruce Willis has. has ever really been in that mode because <laughs> if you look at the stuff he does now, he'll do anything. Yeah. I think I, I he probably know. had a little bit, bit of a big head, right? Because he was just, you know, Sixth Sense was like three years prior. Yeah, and he was getting right a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, my guess is they probably just offered him a lot of money to yeah to be in it. How much was it? Like it must have been the movie had a big budget, I think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have, like, individual, like, salaries or anything like yeah. that, but, uh, 70, 70 million dollar wow. estimate oh, shit. so pretty high. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot spent on, like, I mean, you had the, the camp, mm-hmm. and you had the train with, mm-hmm. like, the, you know, yeah. potential Yeah. I mean, the aerial. set, the sets and stuff are not bad. I expected no. it to be a little more, like... When I think of, like of a bad World War Two movie, I think of Flyboys with James yeah, Franco. Right. It's it's and definitely it's, not it's, on Flyboys. It's, it's a little better than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so that's it. Uh, McNamara sacrifices himself. He. Well, I mean, post post the need to sacrifice yeah. himself, but uh, he just dies at the end. The commandant shoots him in the head, right. and. Uh, <laughs> The Nazis keep being Nazis. Yeah, then there's a convenient voiceover. Uh, Hart explains that the the camp was liberated and everybody goes home. And that's it. And that's it. And he learned a lot about duty and... And honor. Courage and honor. I learned a lot about honor that day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm not Irish, by the way. I'm really still not Irish. Yeah. (laughs) Around this time, his accent bled through uh, kind of often in movies. Yeah. Did it? Definitely oh, in Phone Booth, noticed. which you just watched, right? I did watch yeah. Phone Booth, yeah. Yeah. Did it really? Well, I I would notice myself. it from time to time. But, 
what should we do final thoughts on hearts war yeah. I mean, we're coming in on like i think three hours you're not two and a half this is all, are you no, no but no. Hmm. considering uh, we covered two movies i think we made a good time yeah i think so yeah um sure my thoughts on hearts war is that it's boring <laughs> and it was like a history channel dad movie mm-hmm. um but uh it 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 doesn't even have the saving grace of like what some of those movies have which are like cool battle scenes like there's yeah nothing on the level of like saving private ryan in terms of mm. like visceral war action yeah um it's just mostly the legal stuff and mm-hmm. i don't know courtroom dramas aren't really my thing they're more <laughs> your thing Andrew, so um, i mean it's not like i'm i love courtroom dramas but well, I, I can already tell i'm gonna be just a tad higher on this than you but i know uh, uh so yeah i don't know for me it's another d plus mm-hmm. um i again i didn't think it was like awful i thought mm-hmm. it was fairly competently yeah. made it looks like a real movie which is mm-hmm. Like I said, makes it automatically better than Flyboys. Yeah. Um, yeah, but D plus. I just thought it was pretty boring. Um, too long. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like this. This could have given what they, given how little like story is actually told in this movie, it could have mm-hmm. been like ninety minutes long, and it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it would have had to go through like all of those different phases of the movie. It would have had to mm-hmm. go go through. Mm-hmm son of senator on the field mm-hmm. in the camp like all of these different I think like, it, kind of phases i think it could have just started with being in the camp already oh yeah i think and then and then colin farrell's tasked with representing mm-hmm. terrence howard and he was like why and he's like i'm not a real lawyer and he's like but you went to law school or whatever yeah and then like you could have just started with that like i, I don't think you needed to do all of it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely a way to do the movie better. I think, especially with like Bruce Willis's character, doing giving that any kind of color. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. He was a a high ranking officer in a POW camp. I can only imagine what got him there and what his kind of like um. I don't know, like his like uh, commitment to duty would mean at that point, but they didn't really cover any of that. I one hundred percent agree with you on the dad movie thing. It mm. definitely felt like this was based on a book that was straight out of, like, the the James Patterson line of, like, (laughs) how do we make this thing, this legal drama, interesting? Well, we're going to throw it in the middle of WW2. Mm. We're going to put it in a POW camp. It's just like, oh, okay, well, here's all of these interesting parts. (laughs) But, yeah, that that was the movie to me. It was just kind of like a a, a wet dream for, like, men in their, like, you know, 80s. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, one kind of funny fact that I read about this, because it is based on a book, um, is that one of the writers of this movie, Billy Ray, mm-hmm. who yeah. has written some stuff I like. Um, Shattered Glass. Yeah, and then yeah. some stuff that I think is whatever. Captain Phillips. <laughs> yeah, Captain <laughs> Phillips, are you there? Um, but uh, he didn't read the book. Which I thought was funny. Oh, <laughs> you know, like, Billy Ray didn't read the book? He didn't read the yeah. book, yeah. I, I read something where it was like, yeah, Billy Ray wrote this, but he didn't actually read the book it was based on, mm-hmm. which that feels seems on. Uh, weird. <laughs> it seems yeah. like a weird decision. It feels like exactly what the movie was, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was your letter grade, by the way? Um, I, see, 
I would C. say C. I, in all honesty, I give, uh, I give, I think I gave uh, Crossroads a C plus. I'm gonna give this a C. I felt like you know it felt a little easy because of the backdrop that it had. You you mm-hmm. can make a movie and you know introduce race relations, introduce Nazis, and have me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it did anything to like earn um, what it was giving. Uh, but I you know the C is there for. Um, it, it did feel like the sandlot of World War II POW camp movies where I was just like, ooh, who's going to be in this next? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I I did, like, say earlier that I had a hot take on this, but I, I thought I was going to be a lot higher than both of you, but I'm, I'm also going to land on C for this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a C, but I did find myself getting into a little bit of a groove, like, when it got in the middle of each, like, section, like, when it was, like, in the middle of the POW section, I was like, all right, this is fine, and then when it got, like, in the middle of the courtroom stuff, I was into it, and then when it got to the escape stuff, I was like, this kind of went a little smoothly, but, um... Yeah, the characters were, like, way too broad, and the dialogue was also way too broad, and the narration, uh, the the book-ended narration, like, wrapped everything up way too nicely, um, but th- there was some stuff, like, in the middle of each act where I was, like, kind of on its level a little bit, and, you know, I'm a dad now, it's a dad movie. I I was okay. All right. I, I was okay. That doesn't track. That doesn't track. Uh, I don't think that's how dad movies work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. Uh, He's really interested in submarines. Yeah. Yeah. There was enough uh, comforting genre stuff in in there that I was I I enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was good by any means, but I, I enjoyed it more than a lot of movies we've talked about on this podcast. I mean, yeah, for me, it's a, it was a high D plus. I guess I will say mm-hmm. it was close to a C minus for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I still. Don't... It's not like the most exciting movie. No. Um, but two uh, was a year. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such like it's twenty like, years it's ago. It's like such like a, an interesting chunk of time to like mm-hmm. look at movies because it's like it's just before things get great, but also mm-hmm. right when things are getting great. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, very interesting uh, box office for this movie uh, because, as we established, it had a seventy million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but we established also that it didn't open at one or two that yeah. weekend. So we know it didn't um, make as much as Crossroads. Right. Right. Crossroads made fourteen point five. John Q made more than God, that. These are such low numbers back in the day. Um, yeah. So Hearts War opened at number seven. Ooh. With seven point seven million dollars. Oh, that hunky cast. Now, where was like collateral damage? In- collateral damage. Collateral Damage and Big Fat Liar were four and five. Oh, shit. Uh, four, four was Big Fat Liar, five was Collateral Damage. And then number six, 
was A Beautiful Mind oh, from 2001. Shit. Hanging in there. Yeah. That's probably because it was like during the like the Oscars. Awards. Yep. Yeah. So they're yeah. like re-releasing everything right before. So Hearts War uh, did barely outgross Black Hawk Down from from oh, wow. 2001. I love Black. I mean, well, no, I take that back. I love the Black Hawk Down soundtrack. It's a great uh, Hans, Hans Zimmer, Zimmer yeah, 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 such a good Hans yeah. Zimmer soundtrack. Uh, we might do a Black Hawk Down episode. We, I think we will because we've talked yeah. about it a lot because it's always in the box office. Yeah, and it's going to be coming out on DVD. Like that's like m- another one of those who's who's. It was like Eric Bana before he was big. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody. Obviously, Josh. Josh Hartnett. So yeah. Seven point seven million dollar opening weekend Oof. out of out of a seventy million dollar budget. It made domestically nineteen million dollars. Only added thirteen internationally because, of course, why would World anyone internationally care World about an yeah. American World War Two movie? So it only made thirty two million dollars worldwide. Mm. So that's not even half of its budget. Uh, so pretty big bomb. Mm-hmm. Um. And we never heard about Colin Farrell or Bruce Willis ever, ever again. again. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's the end for the movie. Um, yeah. How do you think this movie did critically? Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of dads reviewing it. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 46 critics. Okay. Um, and I think it maybe did a little bit better. I think it. Uh, I think Ebert and Oprah liked it. I think maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think it got okay reviews. But not great. Um, sixty-five is what I'm gonna go with. <laughs> it's sixty. Damn. It is positive. Which That's really good. That's fresh. Kind of surprised me. Yeah. Uh, it's. That's your D though, right? That's your. That's a D, yeah. Yeah. Well, I those don't. I think a sixty on Rotten Tomatoes. That's more like a, like a B minus yeah. plus or a B minus. I feel like yeah. with Rotten Tomatoes, anything over fifty, I'm like willing to give it a shot. I'm like if half the people are like yeah. on it and half the people aren't, like it's yeah. worth a view. That's how it, like the lobster was. I feel like right, like it was like. Yeah. Now it's like nowadays it feels totally different. Like depends what it is yeah. for me. Like if a Star Wars movie comes out and it's like in the fifties or whatever, like Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, oh, that's got to be a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Because I feel was like that what it was fifty. Yeah, that was. It might have been lower. It might have been the forties because that movie was awful. Yeah. Um, but if for like for me, if like a Deadpool movie has like an eighty-five percent, I'm like, I still don't buy it. Like yeah. I still don't know. Really, if I, you're not yeah. a fan of Deadpool? Is it Ryan Reynolds or is it? <laughs> this is this is a whole other tangent, but uh, no, I I don't care for that particular mode of Ryan Reynolds. Oh really? The, Which like, is the only the Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, no, I know yeah. what that is. Did you just like free guy. Like the uh, yeah the Smarty. looking at the camera wink. The, yeah, yeah the. Daddy likey. <laughs> looky, looky. <laughs> looky, looky, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Daddy likey. Oh, uh, what a style comedy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no thank you for me. All right, all right. But when we eventually get to Van Wilder, we'll when do it. that? That's not too far off. Is that 2002? That's a yeah. 2000, that's wow. an April of 02 movie. Was, I, I've, I've never actually seen it. I hate it. Mm. Really? Ter- terrible you know, film. I, it was but, one of those things that I was like, boy movie. It's going to be a lot of boobs. Yeah, I think there were a lot of boobs. Which is, you know, I'm not, a, I don't mind boobs. Yeah. 
But, like, I'm not rushing to the theater to see yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on Ryan Reynolds at that point. Because I do think he's given some good performances. But a lot of a lot. terrible performances. <laughs> Ter- you would say terrible. I would say terrible in all caps. Oh, All right. <laughs> yeah. But also some good ones. I don't know what the good ones are. Well, uh, buried. Uh, I'd... prisoners. Was he in prisoners? No, no, no that might that be Jake Gyllenhaal. Movie? What was that movie that when that girl goes missing out of the back of his oh, car? Oh, captive. Captive. No, I never saw uh, that. Uh, who did that movie? Ian McGowan? <laughs> or not Ian McGowan? Uh, or not Burning? <laughs> uh, Mississippi Grind. Mississippi I think Grind. he's pretty good in that movie. Mississippi Burning is a different. Yeah, that's KKK the... movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dafoe one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's Hearts War. We did it. We talked about two two movies. Uh-huh. Everybody's still awake? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe we should have started with Hearts War so that it could have been a little more uh, coherent throughout because I was feeling pretty sleepy remembering <laughs> Hearts, 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 Hearts sense, War. Though. Hearts War doesn't need your full attention. <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's Crossroads true. wants your heart. Yeah. I was, de- I was definitely dozing off uh, last night when I started Hearts War. Right. And that's when I was like, all right, I just got to finish this in the morning because I'm not going to make it through this movie because I'm at like 45 minutes and I'm already like drifting in and out. And like, like, now I have to pay attention to a legal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's what? only going to get more boring. And, yeah, <laughs> that was when it was just like a World War II movie. Yeah. Now it's like a courtroom drama. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Where the stakes are, one person might die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. in a, in World War Two. Right. In a camp. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Anyways. Uh. Well, we did it. Yeah. Thanks we for talked about. Me. Thank you so much for for staying up this late. This is a little later than we planned on. Do you no, have anything? I, I I listen. I said you guys had me till. Uh, Eleven. We got twenty-one yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, anything you want to plug. We do plugs at the end of the show. What does that mean? Um, anything am I promoting anything? That you're yeah, doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm just being myself. Um, if you feel like following me, my name on Instagram is Kelly H. That's K-E-L-L-Y-A-Y-T-C-H. Uh, yeah. I, I post a lot of sci-fi stuff if anyone's interested in that. Cool. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, do you have any plugs, Dan? Uh, no. Still figuring out some logistics of the fundraiser thing that we're yeah, going to do. We, we do want to get a fundraiser off the ground, but, uh... So, we'll do that. Uh, I'll post about it whenever yeah. whenever we have info. But um, as of now, no. Yeah. Nothing to plug. Um, and for me, personal plugs, uh, I just have, uh, like we mentioned on the last episode, a, a DJ night at the Bamboo Club in Long Beach uh, on the 18th of March. So for our Long Beach listeners, that's for you. Yeah, other than that, uh, please rate. Review. Subscribe. Yeah. All the usual uh, usual bag of tricks. I normally don't say that part. Yeah, yeah, that's why you pointed to me awkwardly after starting (laughs) it, so. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just trying to get you to fill in the blank. Yeah, you know, yeah. pick up the slack when needed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I think, I think we're good. Yeah. I think we've... And then we'll be coming back at you with the very next episode. 
Uh, oh, we're going to do... Well, no. Yeah, the next one's actually going to be the Bad News Bears yeah, trilogy. Yeah, we're doing a, a bonus <laughs> home video episode on the Bad News Bears trilogy. Bad News Bears... One. The original, and then Bad News Bears... Uh, breaking Training. Breaking Training, and brand new, Bad News Bears go to Japan. Japan. Yeah. Which that one's going to be rough. I didn't realize two of those existed. Yeah, they all came out yeah, in so. the 70s. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like and then on DVD yeah. in February of 2002. Wow. So right. that's why that's it makes why. sense for this show. Uh, yeah, so that's the next episode. And then the next, like, 2002 episode is uh, John Q and Peter Pan Return to Neverland. Yeah. And, and unlike this episode, Peter Pan Return to Neverland, we're just jamming that onto John yeah. Q so we don't have to talk about it very much. Yeah. To be uh, honest, specifically. there's that's the movie I'm looking least forward to. Like out of the whole year? Out of anything that in the foreseeable future for our release schedule. Right. Yeah. Uh, a movie I would love the not, animated series, not right? to watch. It's an yeah, animated movie. Yeah. I feel like I loved it. I was really into like <laughs> I was really into those straight to home video like uh, yeah. sequels. Yeah. Loved Lion King too. Yeah. Th- this wasn't a uh, home video sequel. This was theaters. I was hoping it was so we could not talk about <laughs> it, but it's th- it was theatrically released. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, John Q. Return to Neverland. That will be the next proper episode, and then. Uh, and then after that, we're moving on to Super Troopers, I believe, which is going to be several weeks from now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but still February 15th. Yeah. So still sticking on the February 15th release day. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this chat about Crossroads and Hearts War (laughs) together. (laughs) Holy shit, wrap up. This is Lord of the Rings Return to King's status. Did anybody have anything else to add? No! (laughs) Adios! We'll we'll see you next time. Uh, Goodbye.